0: And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Topia starts now.
1: All Hello.
0: She's
1: <laughs> Hello. back. Surprise. I'm
0: back just for the final episode. <laughs> oh, hey.
2: Yeah, there you go. It works. Hey, wow. Look at that. It doesn't look terrible. I thought it would look a lot worse. No, it looks good. <laughs> That's my phone. <laughs> I'm kind well, of used good. to the penguin, though. That yeah, used lot. to the <laughs> 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 Sorry, everyone. Sorry to disappoint.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, this is there. great. Good to see you.
2: How's it going? It's going. It's, it's going.
0: 2023
2: treated you? 2023's yeah. been wild. Crazy year. Crazy year. I think
1: 2024 is going to be... Ten times crazier, right? I feel. I feel like things are really everything's
2: kind of coming just, to a head.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got the uh, the presidential election. We got uh, we got aliens. We got Monero being <laughs> listed from, from all remaining exchanges. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of action this year, right?
0: I think so. I hope so. <laughs> we kind of think if it didn't.
1: So yes, yeah, so Anita and I were thinking uh, we could talk a little bit about. Right. I guess things that we've appreciated in 2023, things that like accomplishments. And yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't make this like, yeah. a, uh, yeah. we <laughs> and want to I this love out. you,
0: Monero community. Um, we got
1: body waiting for, for price report. And then we'll do viewers on stage. I'm thinking viewers on stage have everybody come up. We can kind of do our 2024 predictions. That'll be fun. We all that would be about. the guest of the week. And so. obviously we'll be Everyone. talking about the, the, the listing. I'm sure, I'm sure body has some good it- insights into that. Um, but yeah in terms of highlights of 2023 what would you what would you say as you
0: sit back uh and sit back and reflect uh well the conference definitely in mexico city it ended up being like better than we expected i felt
2: that was that was an awesome that was a yeah. fun trip that and was it fun. was it was a great turnout yeah I think that yeah was pretty a awesome good. turnout more than you guys prepared for
0: yeah i mean it was it, it was better than we expected and like obviously the people are awesome but yeah i felt like it was because you know it was nerve wracking. We were that was the first, not the first time, but you know, Mexico City, we're far. We didn't really go there. Yeah, there was, there was
1: a lot that could have gone wrong. We went, yeah,
0: we went literally. Flew and there was in. a lot
1: that did go wrong. I mean, the,
0: yeah, the, the, yeah, the, oh, that's the true.
3: Electric, <laughs> the, the internet, yeah.
0: but everyone yeah. was true. I mean, I felt bad for yeah the, the the virtual peeps, but most of them were understanding.
3: Yes.
0: Um, you know, made sure they understood was, why. That was, yeah, that was mostly our. And highlight. we flew in the day, the night before. I can't believe we did that. Can't do that for next year. <laughs>
1: No, that was ridiculous. We won't be doing that for next year. Uh, What else is up there on the list? I would say Argentina. Argentina, yes, high up there on the list of uh, highlights for this year. When we went down there, we went to La Bitcom.
3: That was awesome.
1: Found my way to Formosa to Iberate. Yes, that that was was awesome for you. (laughs) (laughs) That was big. That was a big. That was a big moment to see that to see that organically happening up there. Um, What else for 2023?
0: What I mean, we went on. Oh, MoneroCon was, awesome. Manero, yeah, uh, was awesome. Yeah, MoneroCon was awesome. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, we started a bunch of new projects.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say those are more. Yeah, things, things we're looking forward to for 2024. XMR uh, Bazaar. XMR Bazaar. Any day now, right? Uh, Anarchio is saying we should have something to test before the year ends, right? He's he's like really aiming to. Yeah, yeah, right. So we'll see. That's super excited about that. I think that's kind of a nick right in the nick of time type of thing, right? Where we're, with these delistings and the talk of how Monero truly needs to transition into just being, the, you know, its 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 own ecosystem, not tethered to centralized exchanges. So obviously decentralized exchanges will be the solution, but I, I feel like things like XMR Bazaar are also going to play a vital role there or whatever it may be, these marketplaces where people can live off of Monero peer to peer, right? So it's not just about, Going to an exchange and speculating on Monero, um, but if you want to acquire some, maybe you—I uh, don't know—sell your sell your sell your bicycle or do some online do do some consulting um, and sell your services for, for Monero. So I think that's going to end up playing a, a big role, hopefully, uh, in helping to build out the Monero circular economy and untether Monero from the uh, the fiat fiat world. So super excited about that. What else we got? Um uh, Nodo. Nodo. <laughs> Noto is so so close. Another one that's like never been closer. Uh we just talking Noto about Nodo looks Abdu- really cool. Yeah. Nodo yeah, is really out, coming, along. coming along. Very excited about that. We'll have Abdullah on again because now we have an actual prototype that we that's been produced by the manufacturers, uh, a working prototype. So we'll we'll do a show on that and we'll show it off. Um, and then what else? Oh, obviously, Monero Topia 2024. Yeah,
0: 2024.
1: Which Stay tuned. We'll uh, we haven't decided Buenos Aires, it's still, it's still, it's still set, okay. it's
0: not there, but we haven't been like, all right, let's do this, yeah. you know, because it takes a lot of. I mean, yeah, now this we is we started even planning further. in the
1: background, but we just want to make sure we can get enough ducks in the row before yeah. we completely commit because because it's
0: a hike. I mean, it's not very close. I mean, it's beautiful, love it, but you know, people have to figure out if they can get there. And that's the most yeah, important part. It's
1: far, it's far <laughs> for us. It's, it's not far for people that are in Argentina. Obviously, yeah, obviously. they the corner.
0: The best, so just, you know, just roll out of bed and walk.
1: <laughs> like, tux what do you think? I mean, what's your perspective on that? It, it, when you hear Buenos Aires, is it like, well, it's, you know, that's out of No, the I mean,
2: it, it sounds reasonable. Like, there's a lot that's happening in Argentina right now. Like, you know, the president they got right now. And then if you want to do it, like, not at the same time necessarily, but maybe back to back with the big uh, and of course, for us, it's probably a lot easier to go down there than it is for them to come up here, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah just not essentially- It's still my understanding is that it's still a pretty accessible area. It's far for for you know different people compared to Mexico, but it's still pretty accessible like Mexico is.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people want, like kind of have it on their bucket list of a place they want to go check out, especially like, like what you said, with what's going on with Malay and you know, crypto down there. So it just gives them another excuse, another reason to jump on a plane and come check it out. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say we're 90% there. Yeah. Um, we just Buenos have Buenos Aires. And we'll probably announce that in January, right? Once we get a few more ducks, ducks in, in the row. And then alongside with that would be Copa Monero, which we, we have been working on it. We haven't officially announced it yet, but that, you know, if Topia takes place down there, we're definitely doing Copa Monero, which will be that soccer tournament or football tournament, um, for those who are not from the States, that we'll do in Iberete, in Formosa, in the little town of Iberete. We're going to have like 12 teams that are going to compete over the course of a couple of months. With the finals that will co- hopefully happen around Monero Topia twenty twenty four, and there'll be a big, uh, a relatively large Monero prize for the winner. So that that should be super cool. And we're like, we're figuring out how to uh, broadcast the the games. the games as well. We hooked up with somebody down there,
2: hopefully from- reliably. Yeah, yes. somebody
1: who who does this already, and they they like it's it's actually pretty decent quality. They have uh they they do they fit. They broadcast the games and then they, um, have like an announcer that, that, well, I guess they'll be talking in Spanish, but it, it's, yeah, they'll be, <laughs> but you know, it's like
0: if
2: you're watching the shows on, but it's easy enough to understand. It should
1: be very entertaining. Uh, maybe, maybe some gambling will happen on the side, not officially, of course. Um, but we're excited about that Copa Monero and yeah, I guess that's it. And gratuitous and gratuitous, right? We're looking to go down to Colombia. Maybe in February. I don't yeah. know. That's 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 always a hard one to try to. Yeah, make, try to fit you gotta that figure in. that in. Um, but yeah, those I'd say those are, which is a
0: lot. That's you that's think a lot, guys. It's like every year. Like more. just the conference <laughs> itself is is going to be a, a it's going to be a behemoth. Yeah, it's going to be a beast. But excited looking. Forward
1: so to yeah, you. anybody who's been following us, uh, th- those are the things we have on our mind. Uh, obviously, we appreciate all the support thus far, <laughs> well, the and, love
0: and support yeah, from everyone. We hope
1: yeah. to continue to have your support, guys, and to help spread these these projects and participate in the things we're working on. And as everybody should know already, Topia is about growing the ecosystem. So anybody that's working on anything Monero related, you're always welcome to, to jump on the show, uh, reach out to us if you want to be a special guest or you just jump on at the end of every show when we have viewers on stage. Uh, this is really meant to be a community show, a place where we could all come together and build out the Monero community. And as we're seeing once again with the delistings, I think a resource is like this is more important than ever, right? This is this is how we do it. We just have to ig- ignore the regulators, uh, do not comply, and just build out our own our own circular economy over here. Um, and that's what we will need to do in 2024.
2: Monero moves on. Monero moves on, for
1: sure, <laughs> with or without us. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there, Anita?
0: No, I guess just yeah. Thanks to all all the support and the love from the community and you know we wouldn't be here without you guys um, and our sponsors thank you to our oh, show course. sponsors uh, Cake Wallet and uh, Local Monero for uh, you know supporting us throughout the year really appreciate it and uh, I guess that's really it
3: yeah basically, so let's, basically, let's, you know, let's move on with the show I don't
0: want to bore you too much guys I'm sure you're uh, excited about the prize <laughs> and chatting it up with the rest of the gang so I guess that's really it
2: sweet Uh, Shall uh, we move on to, yeah, price report. Price report. report. Last price report of 2023.
1: Let's go. Easy, right? We're like, (laughs) we're sitting on a cliff over here.
2: (laughs) On the edge of your seat. The
0: Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer to peer. Oh
3: buddy.
4: <laughs> Hey, what's up guys? Hey. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Let's see. Let me get me sharing on this screen. So uh unfortunately I think this price report might be a little bit <clears throat> might be a little bit anticlimactic. <laughs> ah, I um okay. I got some, some uh Christmas toys and I was putting them in my, my main PC, or not really PC, but you know, um computer. And uh my power supply went out, so uh that took me all of 2 days ago to figure out or figure out and replace um and then now my cpu is overheating cuz i'm pretty sure moving my case around got air bubbles in my little um hybrid all-in-one cooler so it's making like gurgling noises so i'm on a i'm on a borrowed laptop here so hopefully the oh, wow. power supply make some magic smoke no it didn't do anything it just like silently died
3: <laughs> i was Sad. like
4: man did i like short something on the motherboard has dust finally murdered my uh my case here <laughs> Um. Yeah, but no, I finally did the pin test. Apparently you connect two pins together and it should start the fan and it didn't do that. So that was a good, uh, but yeah, the power supply was gone. Unfortunate. So anyways, what's up? Unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that's like, uh, I have to open my case and reconfigure things to connect this stuff, and you just like you just know the chances of something going wrong <laughs> when you have a steady state system. Like you just never want to touch it. Like you do servers, so you know. Like if it's working and it's complex, just like don't touch it. Like handle it delicately. Like maybe don't even restart it. Like update it in place if you can. That's yeah, just my server is like,
2: a pain in the ass to restart. Yep, I totally understand. Come on yeah. guys, donate to Body. Get this man a new power supply for his computer.
4: <laughs> no, I got I I bought it. I, I went I actually found a store finally in Mexico that like sells this stuff. They, they, in oh, Mexico cool. everything is like shipped. You buy it and they ship it to you. And it's hard to find sometimes stores that have, like, specialty items.
2: I mean, to be honest, that's, like, that's a lot of of the ways things are going here, too, now. Like, I mean, most PC stuff you have to buy online now, unless you have a micro center near you. Uh, Yeah. We may or may not have a micro center nearby.
4: (laughs) Or a a fries. Is fries still a thing? No, they're out of
2: business. They died. Man, they were the best. Yeah, they're all going away. Never heard of fries. Micro center we have. Yes. Lucky and jealous.
4: Okay, so I think I'm sharing my screen now. You'll tell me. So, buddy, this is it up,
2: but there's nothing hell
1: a, there. Hell of a way to end the year, though, right? I feel like, um, you know, with, with the with the delisting. Yeah,
2: yeah, that'd be great. Like, finally,
4: thanks, guys. I'm not sure how much I'm not sure how much Binance matters anymore when it comes to Monero. I think we got the word out. I think most people got off of Binance. I think they're still used in like fixed float, um, Changely, and a bunch of these other. Um, a bunch of these other like they're not decentralized, but uh, countless exchanges. So maybe like the liquidity there is still kind of important for those kinds of trades. Definitely, it's going to be a liquidity hit. But man, I'll, I'll take the lower liquidity and and see how we do on our own with price. I'm not so after we found out after Howard Chu showed us that they were using uh, Monero miners and probably at a loss, given given how like inefficient those miners were. I now really question whether or not. Did they finally get enough Monero to cover their books? Um, did they spend some amounts of time like basically covering those shorts? I think that's possible. I'm not sure that we should expect any massive price pumps. And if anything, remember the last time that the cabal tried to um, tried to like do a planned delisting of, uh, of Monero off Bitrex, even though there was like no volume on Bitrex. Um, remember like price, everything just like relatively tanked. Our price relatively tanked. The charts didn't make any sense um don't be surprised if they delist monero and it's not confirmed i don't think we've like heard an official word from binance they have been like delisting in you know countries here and there Um, but if like they totally delist monero don't be surprised if the cabal still finds a way to sell monero and and take the price like don't be surprised if they saved up a little stash to try and like push the price in the direction of the narratives they want to create so this might be like some short-term pain i'm not saying that's necessarily the case but like it might be so um just like just be prepared for that guys if 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 we get that final delisting move like the cabal loves to move price in the direction of the narratives that they're you know that they're promulgating so um but overall i mean this is a good thing like is is holding your coin on binance is that really adoption no so I think ultimately yeah, 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 definitely
1: overall, it's, it's what we've all been waiting for, right? Anybody who's been in Monero for, for the legitimate reasons knows that this was kind of the, the direction things were headed and the way we ultimately we want things to go, but there might be some growing, growing pains that go along with it, right? As we transition.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll really have to get more liquidity onto the different DEXs. BISC already has pretty solid liquidity, although I haven't checked it out in a while. I need- Reinstall it. I just deleted it years ago because I'm like, well, I'm in Monero now. I don't need Bitcoin. Occasionally, I unfortunately still do need Bitcoin, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I well,
1: will you say know. Like, like things that come to mind, right? Like you said, like the inst, like there are instant exchanges that I think rely on Binance, but you know, even, uh, I've been talking on the show how we, you, you can go down to Buenos Aires, right? And you can go into these Cuevas and you could exchange US dollar bills for pesos. You could also exchange crypto. For pesos, all those Cuevas use Binance is my understanding, right? Oh, so interesting. like even that right there. Now, does that mean you can no longer swap your Monero into pesos down Argentina? No, I guess you'd have to, you know, use another, you know, exchange your, your Monero into another crypto and then exchange it out of Cueva. But it's just like those, there is going to be added friction there in, in, in places where it's going to effectively be harder to, on-ramp and off-ramp i mean that's obviously it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come with the the delisting
4: yeah um that's that's definitely that's definitely true there was a guy i can't remember his name on twitter but um he was arguing that lower liquidity is a bad thing and uh, i tend to agree like i, I kind of debated with him a little bit um that it's not always necessarily a bad thing but in this case like lower liquidity is going to make it like you said more friction to um to use monero to get in and out of it because you know It's not really a popularly accepted currency, even among cryptocurrencies. So it still requires us, uh, unfortunately, to swap um, somewhat often. Um, You know, looking into 2024, maybe there's an opportunity there um, with Malay and Argentina. Um, I mean, I've said, hey, I've been thinking about moving down there ever since he got elected. But, you know, I really want to see him follow through. And so far, like what we've seen is follow through. We've seen him doing things that I've never seen a politician anywhere ever do or reported (laughs) to have done in history. So this is pretty good. Like this is a good sign. I want to see it continue to follow through. But there might be an opportunity with the Cuevas and um, liquidity and crypto and and just going down there and starting a business um, between dollars and crypto.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I had so I had this guy on last night. His name is Nate. I don't know his last name. He's what is his name? Token Dynamics or something. His, yeah, Token Dynamics. Tope, token Dynamics. Maybe he's the guy you were talking about on on Twitter because yeah, he's he. I had him on and we, we obviously the whole show is basically about the Binance delisting. So we'll be posting oh. a couple of, a couple of days. And his overall take is initially there is going to be a lot more volatility. He's thinking after mm-hmm. the delisting, um, because of the drop in liquidity, there'll be more volatility. Uh, he thinks there's going to be, you know, like a, a drop in, in price, I guess a scare or whatever. But then ultimately he sees, uh, you know, Monero, Monero rising because of it, uh, you know, well, because of this theory that there's paper Monero that was being, uh, you know, issued on Binance and that will no longer be the case. And once, once Binance is gone, all we really have in terms of centralized exchanges, major ones is Kraken and there is this thinking that kraken you know isn't participating in, in printing paper monero because of who they are and the people that have you know that are behind kraken jesse powell i mean obviously we don't know but that that's that's the thinking i don't know buddy what, what do you think of that overall assessment
4: I, I would very much like to believe that kraken is um is honest here it was kind of weird the other night or sorry the other couple weeks ago when um you know when they didn't really respond to us and they. Uh, well, I can't remember their exact phrasing on it, but it it sounded like they were telling the truth, but in a way to avoid saying more of the truth, um, I think the lower yeah, the lower liquidity, so definitely low liquidity implies the potential for heavy volatility. Um, you know really, what we want is upside volatility. We want high buy side liquidity and low sell side liquidity. Um, but who knows like what that's really gonna look like? There's still going to be demand from darknets. There's a significant amount of infrastructure that's been built out over the past couple of years. Um, I do think that, yeah, his his assessment that uh, a price drop really could be in the cards. I'm I'm not super confident that. Um, I'm not sure whether or not Binance has covered for their um, for their fractional reserve. They might have because again because of those Monero miners. If they have covered that then we shouldn't expect like significant price pumps anywhere in the near future. But if they like, if they have to close all of that out and wind it down, then probably we should expect to see Monero um, pumping significantly. Maybe, maybe an initial crash where they'll try and like crash the price. They'll try and like make everything terrible, you know, get the news out, whatever Um, buy up as much Monero as they can so they can cover their books. Like that might be a strategy that they're going for. And in fact, if they're fractional reserved at all, unless they're hundred percent reserved now, probably that's going to be the play. That's probably what they're going to do. They're going to like put the news story out there, hit the price, um, and then try and try and scoop up some Monero. They'll be limited in how much they can do that uh, in terms like, because if they want to really hit the price, they're going to have to coordinate somehow. Um, Kraken is probably the least bad player out there. I hesitate to say that they're good, but I mean, I think they should be pretty good. Jesse Powell uh, really has me convinced like he seems like a good guy. So, yeah, um, I mean, nice. I think his I, th- I think that analysis is pretty, pretty close um, you know, to probably what will happen.
1: But we don't know if he's even really calling the shots over there anymore. Right. So who knows? Who's happening,
4: yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're getting sued by the government now. So who knows what kind of like deals they might have to cut there to, to stay
3: alive?
1: But ultimately, you, it would seem that there would ultimately be kind of a premium for Monero, right? So it's, if it's going to be delisted from all centralized exchanges, but yet there's this strong organic demand for it for purposes of digital cash, right? Anybody who wants to go on a, the dark market or whatever, or whatever it is, anybody who like truly needs digital cash, uh, is going to have to go and obtain it. And because of the, added friction and less liquidity, I would think there'd be kind of a premium in price, just like we see with uh, local Monero, right? Um, there's there's yep. a premium there versus what you see on centralized exchanges.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, I, th- I mean, I think there's definitely a lot to that. that uh, I mean, there, we, we have organic demand for particular use cases at a minimum, right? We have organic demand for, for certain use cases. So that demand, like especially in dark nets, like no one's going to, no one's going to be like, oh, I'll just go use Bitcoin now. Like anyone that's been using Monero isn't just going to be like, well, it's too hard to get on the, ex-. like, we're going to find, those people are going to find other ways and that demand is going to persist. And um, like, ultimately that's, that's what keeps us going. Like that's, I think that's why Monero is still here is because we really do have organic demand and usage.
1: Exactly. And those other ways of getting it are just going to get ease to the point where it's almost going to be indistinguishable from centralized exchanges, I think.
4: Yeah, You know, and then too, like, unless you're, Okay. So for the people out there that need to buy a million at a time, a hundred thousand, $200,000 at a time, it might be a little bit, it's going to be harder for you, but if you're just buying a thousand here, you know, 5,000 there, whatever you can use local Monero without a problem. Like you can get on there and, and make that trade. Um, and there's, there's plenty of places to do that. You can get it like cash. You can get it to your bank account. Like there's there's, there's still going to be ways of finding that liquidity, and oh, by the way, you can just, you could still just buy Bitcoin or buy Litecoin or whatever, and then swap that on an instant exchange somewhere. Um, or you could buy Ethereum and test out those atomic swaps. Dude, I would yeah. say, I'd say Bitcoin, but I don't know. You got to compete with wizards now.
1: <laughs> Transaction fees too high. Yeah,
4: I, I redid my screen sharing. Have y'all? Is that? Uh, can y'all see that?
2: Yeah. Yep. We got. It.
4: Oh, okay. Right on. Looks like it's there. So um, let's see. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have too much prepared, but also nothing that exciting has happened. Uh, Why don't we start with the stock market? Because that's the most exciting thing that has happened in the past week or so. Uh, Basically, stock market, NASDAQ, so tech stocks. This was the previous all-time high that was set back at the top 2021, uh, November. And then finally, the NASDAQ has beaten it, right? It's gotten above you couldn't say the same for Bitcoin, right? You can't say that Bitcoin is back at its all-time highs and has beaten its all-time highs. So at the moment, I mean, the NASDAQ is still outperforming Bitcoin. And this is like, this is a trend that tends to happen where it's like, um, if we looked at, maybe we can chart versus stock. Um, it's, it's been hard for Bitcoin to actually beat the NASDAQ except for, um, big liquidity pumps. So, you know, I think that's on purpose. I think that's, um, that's not like unreasonable considering the way that price is managed. So right here, this was 2017. That was the 2017 peak. And Bitcoin is still not above its 2017 peak in terms of the NASDAQ. So like if you had bought Bitcoin at the peak in 2017, you would have basically been better off having bought the NASDAQ unless you were smart enough to sell the top here. Um, you know, at some point, like another big liquidity run is going to happen. And, you know, Bitcoin's probably going to beat this other all time high. Um, I don't think I've done any kind of regression analysis on the Bitcoin, Bitcoin versus the Nasdaq, but you know, I really should. Um, I've got scripts set up so I can just like kind of automatically do this pretty quickly. Um, but there's just so many things to do, right? I have to do them all. Um, maybe I can just like send those scripts to other people, um, publish them on GitHub and let other people play with them and see what they can come up with. Um, okay. So anyways, yeah, the Nasdaq has gotten above its all time highs. It's now kind of popped above. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago where it's like really to, to feel like, Bullish. If you really want like that bullish feel in the Nasdaq, you don't just want to hit the all time high. You want to beat it before you uh, maybe make some kind of pullback here. Um, you'll notice that this channel. Um, we had talked about this channel since really last year. Like this channel has been a year long channel that's been relevant for us. Um, let's mute the look for a second. Um, that channel has been relevant for us for price for a while. Kind of popped above it here. We're now above it again. And um, I'm really like I'm probably just going to be looking at this channel uh, in, a, in a continuous fashion here for the rest of next year as well. Um, Yes, price will probably be above it, but I, I don't expect it to just parabolically go above that channel. Um, right now, so I've been kind of thinking something. I'm I'm not really confident that this market pump is actually a good thing. Uh, I'm not sure that it really spells good news for the markets. Like if everything was fine and the economy was fine and, and there wasn't like really any major problems in the international stage and, and the dollar was good and strong and, and the U.S. was strong and the bonds were strong, yada, yada. Why... What what would be the need to pump the market like this? Why would you need to, to create this like right to create this situation where the market is just pumping, pumping, pump, pumping back to new all time highs? Is it because inflation is so bad? Like people like they need to manage people's expectations so that people don't feel like they're like going broke with inflation? Um, are they trying to outcompete gold? So gold is is currently um, gold is currently pushing up against its all time highs. Um, a story that I, I guess I hadn't heard of, probably because it wasn't reported anywhere. China. So China had four banks with the LBMA, which is the London Bullion Market Association. The LBMA was allegedly created, um, to sort of, uh, overcome the manipulation of, um, oh, I can't remember. There was like another major like international gold, um, exchange, uh, or market. Anyways. So China had four banks that had joined the LBMA in like 2015, 2016. And those four banks quietly withdrew completely from the LBMA. They're not on their list anymore. At least that's what's being reported quietly by a few different um, sources. Uh, but it was completely unreported by the LBMA, by mainstream media at all. So Shanghai and um, and I believe Beijing, but maybe it's just Shanghai. They have their own gold, like international gold exchange now. This is one of the ways they're facilitating their own cross-border payments and gold settlements with Russia for oil and other different countries, and I believe recently, as of the past month or so, the first gold settlement was accomplished by China, like to for some kind of trade balance. So, um, you know, it does seem like there might be something to this story that um, that the the world is de-dollarizing. I think it's more like a slow motion train wreck, or at least it has been for the past, let's just say, few years, maybe let's just three, five, six years, something like that. Um, banks still use U.S. dollars in their in their central banks as reserves, but, um, you know, they are, they are definitely, especially the big countries like China and Russia, they do seem to be trying to do trade in things apart from the dollar, but that transition is slow. Um, my guess is they don't want to massively disrupt the economy because the economy, like the international economy is so integrated, like China sells so much of their stuff to the United States. They don't want to just crash the United States and crash the demand, crash the dollar because uh, a trading partner and they lose a lot of revenue. So it does seem to make sense to me that, we are seeing um, a transition here away from the dollar, but it's slow. I think it's a, it's a lot slower than people would probably prefer. So, anyways, that's a little bit of a side rant about gold. Um, next year, I do think gold has reasonably good chances to perform well. <laughs> I'm a broken record on that one, I guess. I've been saying that since uh, really since last year. Um, but okay, right? Gold kind of finished last year down here, and uh, it's it's you know it's done good for gold. The point of gold is to be stable, to be money, and you don't really like you don't really want your money to be uh, heavily volatile and like oscillating massively. So, uh, but also you want your money to have a fair and honest price, which I don't think gold does. So um, when that happens, you get this volatility occasionally where it's going to just pump to the upside. So um the way this chart structure looks, you would think, Oh, well, you could go the entire year of 2024, just kind of oscillating in this range here. And maybe, right. Maybe, but given this wick that happened above here set a new all time high given that we've had now multiple weekly closes. In fact, if we get the monthly here. Um, gold is now about to close this month. So last month and this month above, um, or at least at the previous all time highs. So, um, I guess this is actually the monthly close here because, uh, the market closed yesterday. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is, this is a bullish chart, right? You look at this, you, you definitely would conclude this bullish chart. Maybe we could take a look at the yearly cause you know, it's the end of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, looking, looking good on the annual chart, right? We're closing another year higher, uh, than gold has ever closed before. Um, last previous uh, annual close was um, 2020. So uh, yeah, that's kind of a kind of a little rant there on gold for you for the new year. Um, let's take a look at bonds, 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 because some weird things are happening with bonds. We've we've seen this drop off here. So this means that bond prices are increasing, right? Uh, the yields are dropping, uh, which means that uh, the value of older bonds is now worth more, right? The bonds bought here have a higher value than bonds. So um, we're seeing this thing again, where the federal funds rate, we are now seeing the short-term yield. I think that's the three month, uh, nope, sorry, six month. We're now seeing the six month yield just ever so slightly below the federal funds uh, rate. And remember, we talked about this. Once we see all of these yields below this federal funds rate and moving down, if we see like that curving down, that's, that's really a warning sign, especially if the yield curve inversion does that. So um, there's a, totally a possibility that that happens. In 2019 and 2020, before the um, the whole pre-planned medical nonsense, uh, it wasn't really medical; it was really just government nonsense. Um, they pumped the markets. Like the markets probably shouldn't have pumped. They pumped them like parabolically uh, out of trend. And so, if we continue to see the Nasdaq pumping parabolically out of trend, and then these bonds doing this, eh, we're we're gonna have to really watch our backs. For the possibility of some like big crash of him that could be that could be happening. That's um, it's not here yet, but um, we are seeing slowly like a like a slow moving train wreck happening in front of us. But potentially, <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm using a colorful language here, but maybe they figured some stuff out and they're they're just going to continue pumping the markets and we're not going to have a pullback. That happens, right? That happened from from twenty from 2009 all the way to like 2019 or 2018. And even the 2018 was only a 20 percent or 15 percent pullback, and then things just continued to go up. Like we didn't get any anything beyond 20 percent until um, until March of 2020. So that's that's longer than a decade, right? That is an entire decade of just number go up. So uh, I guess you know maybe 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 we'll just have to see if the signs turn that direction. You know, we'll keep you updated weekly on the price report, hopefully in enough time for people to take evasive actions. Um, let's. Take a look at Monero. So uh, yeah, we, I don't. I don't think this is fair. We had this like big, big red candle. Probably. Um, I mean, who knows? Probably, maybe this is partially related to the news of a binance delisting. Um, and again, probably, maybe that's just the cabal like trying to make the candle seem what the news is saying, right? Although I think the news came out on Thursday. Um, was it Thursday or Wednesday? I don't remember. So we didn't get an immediately uh, an immediate drawdown on that. So yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Definitely broke down below that support line there, but Monero tends to break down support lines and then come right back. So um, I wouldn't be too worried about that crash or, I mean, I say crash. What is that? It's almost nothing. That would be eight, 9%. Yes, that's nothing. Uh, Okay. Which is Bitcoin. Yeah. We also kind of broke down what was a slightly support line here as well versus Bitcoin. Um, I guess, uh, I mean, we're basically looking at those same stinking prices that we were at relative to Bitcoin in, um, at the height of the uh, of the hype and the bull market and the leverage and the fraud and all that, so I do wonder to myself, like, is this a sign that these prices we're seeing in crypto aren't real again? Are, are we really like, should we really believe those prices? I don't know. There's the ETFs coming up. It would be just so special if the ETFs get approved here in the next um, week or so, and then and then that marks another major top, right? Maybe that marks uh, Bitcoin at like. Let's just say uh i mean forty seven k is the resistance point, and probably that's a very prominent area for everyone to watch to look at, so it's hard to you know like maybe we don't get all the way there, right? Maybe there's just too much selling here for price to actually make it to this obvious um, sort of forty seven k area. We definitely are in the um the standard deviation band areas where you know where we talk about the potential for uh for that topping action. let's go to the things come out mainly that way. Yeah. So these long-term blue bands, th- these are the, like, this is the top of the standard deviation range. And again, these are just, in my mind, they're sort of like silent psychological levels that people have in aggregate that they don't really know that they have, but it's kind of like a, a map for seeing some of that. So, <laughs> excuse me. So um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, we've already kind of hit like this, this lower band cluster right here. This is really, would be another topping area, mm, you know, but the ETFs get approved, you know, maybe we, we could take a big shot up to the to the top side here for a moment. But, um, I, I do wonder, like, how many people are thinking about the same deal Well, the ETFs got approved? The, the things I don't hear anyone, at least on crypto Twitter, I don't hear anyone talking about that. I don't hear anyone say, Hey, by the way, guys, remember the last time the ETFs were approved? And I remember when Coinbase got listed and that was the literal day of the top. And I remember December 17th, 2017 when we got listed on the, on the CME and that was the literal day of the top. I still don't hear hardly anyone talking about that. So. Maybe yeah, there's it's, like,
1: it's, it's like the oldest, like, right? Like buy the news, sell the, sell the event type of thing. Right.
4: I mean, Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. That, that, Bitcoin is like the perfect example of that. And I guess crypto in general, but um, yeah. And I, I still don't see anyone talking about that being suspicious, um, you know, of, of what could happen here when the ETFs get approved. So uh, maybe there's just plenty of juice to squeeze. I'm assuming there has to be juice to squeeze or this pump wouldn't. Have, um,
1: it, is, it would also be that, right. The, the large holders, like, the Michael Saylors of the world or whatever, wouldn't this be a time when they'd be looking to potentially, you know, sell a lot of their, their Bitcoin, right? As they try to sell it into a pump.
4: Boy, that would be interesting if Saylor sold. I don't think he he might be able to like in the background sort of covertly take shorts against Bitcoin to protect his protect his stack. And he's he's probably big enough and smart enough to have done that. Um you know like in terms of micro strategy and um macro strategy i think this is other company um yeah like I, I don't think he would actually unload bitcoin itself he wouldn't unload those bags that would be too traumatic for the markets um but he might have taken a short against against that stack to protect it um oh another thing that happened of interest mount gox finally made some payments but oh yeah
1: you've been talking about that forever so that that finally happened
4: yeah well it's man, they they just they seem to find every way possible to delay, delay, delay. This mm-hmm. time they made payments to people's PayPal accounts, but they made double payments, and so now everyone has to send those funds back. But not everyone's going to send those funds back. So it, some people already withdrew the funds and deposited to their bank and spent it.
1: Send everybody double payments.
4: Yeah, I'm, I don't think they sent everybody, but they sent a lot of people double payments. So now. What are they going to have to do, right? Oh, well, we messed up. I'm sorry. Well, well, I guess we're going to need an extension to sort this all out. Blah, blah. It's just like you can't convince me at this moment that that wasn't it. They did something in the background to fuck that up so that they could delay the payments again. Mm. Now, you could probably just say it's a Japanese lawyer that's like, yeah, yeah, I want to keep stretching this out and getting my paycheck and my legal office and team. And we're all getting a fat, you know, a a fat salary here on, on the basis of the Gox coin until they're finally paid. And it's actually like, this is apparently something that happens um, pretty, pretty commonly with trustees that are supposed to be um, distributing assets like this. So uh, I,
2: did you say send double payments? I was listening to the recorded stream audio. I didn't hear oh, who it was. Um,
4: Gox, Mount Gox. Um, the Gox oh trustee. yeah.
2: That's yep. Yep.
4: So, yeah, I mean, now it's like, well, they're going to have to freeze all the payments. And like, well, what do we do about the people that won't send the money back? And well, we're, we can we can claw it back from PayPal. Clawback is a legal term, but it's not the right term there. But, you know, what, I, um, you know, we can claw it back from PayPal. But then that that's bureaucracy and paperwork. And I mean, it's just how how on earth could they have screwed this up after having like literally two two years to plan it out? And that's been their whole thing. Oh, we want to make sure it's done right. We need I mean, their,
1: their whole M.O. is just screwing things up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <it's enough. laughs> yeah. they were just meant to be a magical. Right, when did they start as a a trading company for like those like magic cards or whatever they are? Wasn't that? Yeah,
4: little- yeah they were like a game. I don't know some kind of game in game asset trading, or and they just uh,
1: added Bitcoin and like yeah got in way over their head. <laughs> yep. What happened that, so, to Carpellis? So this- is he still
4: around? Like, is he still like saying stuff? Is he on Twitter? um yeah he's so like a year ago he said maybe it was a, a year and a half ago two years ago actually two years ago he was like well we think the payments might start in september of 2022 uh he occasionally makes some comments i think he's still like apprised of things in a way that's like slightly insider like but i mean he went to jail right he went to jail for like four years so i guess he went to prison then. supposedly he got pretty buff in prison you know didn't have anything else to do did
3: he um, yeah. that's yeah. awesome that
2: is awesome. Uh, yeah, Mount Gox was a, uh, it was a Magic the Gathering online trading yeah. site. And that's what it stands for. Mount Gox, MT Gox, Magic the Gathering Online Exchange. Ah. And it was basically a third-party exchange yeah. for people to trade those cards.
3: Right.
1: Before Bitcoin even existed. Yeah, we Mag- were like in 2006. people on there that was just trading like magical... Uh, what is it called? Magical... Are those the the things is Magic
2: the Gathering, gathering Online.
1: Magic the Gathering. i mean, imagine just being one of those people and then just kind of falling into Bitcoin from there because that, that was kind of your, your way into Bitcoin.
4: That's incredible. Magic cards, magic internet money. <laughs> right. Natural. But yeah, the, the, the Gox trustee now is like a Japanese lawyer that's like handling, they're supposed to be handling the, the assets of Gox, the remaining assets to distribute right. them to the, uh, the victims. So like, It's definitely not even the, it's not even the like original Gox people at all. It's just like a totally different organization and it's still screwed up.
1: What's the number? Like approximately? It's like a Uh,
4: 140,000 Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash. Um, But yeah, they tried to make the, the, the fiat payments. That's what the PayPal thing was all about. I'm pretty sure it was just the the fiat payments. Uh, And then they screwed the very first thing they tried to do. They screwed up. So I don't think it was an accident
1: right i forgot and then you have all that bitcoin cash there too which yeah you were you were you were theorizing that you know maybe some percentage of that moves into monero right especially the bitcoin cash people right there's um, overlap there between right because those are old schoolers go ahead
4: yeah i was theorizing that bitcoin that um that a lot of the bitcoin moved into monero Mm -hmm. because the the bitcoin cash doesn't represent a significant amount of um, volume like of of money Mm -hmm. um but, you know, I mean, they're, like if we just take the relative market cap, let's just say half a percent, if a half percent of one hundred and forty one thousand Bitcoin move into Monero, that's um, that's uh, about 70,000 Monero. Or, wait, I think I have that wrong. That would be like 300,000. Uh, well, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. One eh, percent. You know what? I'm not going to try so and do public math here. I didn't get much sleep last night. 400. Okay. Yeah. But I mean it, it represents a significant amount of money that could move into Monero and especially in a low liquidity situation could um could definitely move the price.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with Gox there. Um I guess, you know, we don't really have too much else to talk about here. If you guys wanted to cover anything in particular, this is Bitcoin dominance. Um so it looks like it's broken down, it's rising wedge here. This is good, you know, screw Bitcoin. Like they, there are solutions they could take. They could they could like talk to some Monero people and be like, Yeah, you know what? Why don't we um why don't we limit segwit like first of all why don't we just reduce the size of segwit from three freaking megabytes to two and then tack that other megabyte onto base transaction data um why don't we limit the number of outputs um or if you need to use say 100 outputs you're gonna have to pay a premium on those why don't we make it so that if you use more than the base the so you've got your base transaction data which doesn't include the signature and then about 60 percent of that base transaction data is going to be needed for the witness data as a signature so like in most transactions, and most monetary-based transactions, you don't need more um, than the base transaction data. So the base transaction is like, know, let's just say 150 um, bytes. So then you need something like 100 bytes of um, of signature data. To, to, I mean, these are rough numbers depending on like which of the many protocols in Bitcoin you're using, but you don't need to use more than 100% of that base transaction data in Witness. So why don't they make a graduated um, pricing structure so that the more data you use and witness, the higher you get charged for it. Um, like, there's so many things they could do to make this problem less bad. But oh, for some reason, it seems like all the people associated with Blockstream and small blocks are so focused on how nothing can be done and you can't stop it. And none of them are saying none of those people that push the small block narrative that that are that were associated with Blockstream at some point in the past that, that made this whole thing happen. They're responsible for Segwit and Taproot, by the way. None of them are saying yeah maybe we should reconsider the price points stuff like that none of them have said anything in the kinds of like mitigation strategies that monero took why why not like it just it just pisses me off like i still like as much as i talk shit about bitcoin i still would like to have seen it like fixed enough for it to be used because we just like we need some we need a digital freedom money um and we're going to need multiple chains if we maxed out monero's capacity while remaining decentralized like we're still going to need other chains um so I don't know. Anyway, so I don't care if Bitcoin's it's, dominance is dropping. Good. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. I, just, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago. We said, hey, you know, I don't really have a strong opinion what happens with this chart, but we are kind of in the moment where, um, you know, things people are optimistic. So then shit coins like to pop off when, you know, when, when people think Bitcoin is is going to be doing good and is in a bull market, et cetera. So right now, I think the presumption is largely all right. I'm just sitting here thinking, how exciting is this, though?
1: Right. Like we're, we're entering 2024. This is like max entertainment. Monero is being completely <laughs> delisted from all centralized exchanges. Um, I don't know. It makes me smile. I think it's as people post JPEGs on Bitcoin. Yeah. It's uh, I, I never thought, you know, uh, things would play out to like literally this degree, uh, with regards to, to Monero and Bitcoin. Like Monero is really proving itself to be the best form of digital cash. They're delisting yeah. it. From, they're, they're literally just going after Monero, and Monero only. Um, if yeah, that's I mean that's hilarious.
4: Awesome. Like how much of a how much of a, a plug that is. It's like, yeah, y'all y'all are so scared that you will have to delist it. Right, crazy. But it, it's all privacy coin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dash, you know, especially Dash. Especially Dash. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want people accessing Dash. Anyone that calls themselves a privacy coin, regardless of whether you are or not, it's like even if you just like the idea of supporting privacy is wrong think and we'll deal with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny to see like the Zcash people like jumping on this, like how they're being attacked. Meanwhile, Zcash has gone out of their like literally has has made design decisions based on trying to interface with centralized exchanges, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean Monero is really the the own only crypto that has purposely got out of its way to not not interface with centralized exchanges and not being able to to apply KYC AML on the coin in any way.
4: Well, Zcash needs the exchanges. How else are they going to sell? How else is Zuko going to buy stake with his 20% dev tax? <laughs> but uh, you know, one thing I learned about Bitcoin... Oh, recently, I
3: was...
1: off. I like Zuko. <laughs> I've been trying to get <laughs> Zuko on this show forever. He got all pissed at me for... It, it was... you, right? Yeah, he he basically was pissed at me. I was like surprised what it ended up being about. It was it was when we had Vic I think on here and it was we were talking about whether or not Zcash should be added to Cake Wallet. And obviously I, I guess I was opposed at the time and he took it personally the way I was like describing Zcash. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I've
2: heard a lot of drama about uh, Zcash and Cake Wallet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I know the whole story.
1: I mean, what do you guys think about that? I don't even think I'm that. I was all that opposed. That's why I couldn't believe he was so pissed at me. I forget, like, oh maybe I mean, I he's a what, big
4: blocker, man. He blocks everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, so now he's not really part of. Like, has he moved on from
4: Zcash or something?
1: Is he like not really? Oh, I have,
4: I would need to like find a way to follow him because I'm blocked.
1: Yeah. Is he is he not developing on it anymore? I don't know. I
4: haven't. Mm. Yeah, I would need to check that out. Follow that. Use person. Knitter
2: and then you can view
4: his profile yeah yeah that's actually every time i see like this you can't see this tweet i just go
1: i've been quote unquote <laughs> dethroned as the ceo of zcash and somebody else right i think there was i haven't been following closely but i think there's been internal conflict there like like people didn't like the some of the decisions he was making
4: mm, interesting uh, I
1: about that i'm sure there's people
4: i mean that might be some fun drama to get involved in you know for a moment but, uh yeah, you know, one thing that happened with um that I I realized with Bitcoin so these BRC twenties they're like ERC twenties but for Bitcoin apparently they issue them as like mass UTXOs. It's like they'll do a transaction and then just like pollute the UTXO set with shitloads of these BRC twenty tokens. So and twenty dollar fees
2: like, isn't enough, is it? What you're saying?
4: Uh, yeah, depends on the day. <laughs> I tried to send a Bitcoin transaction a couple of days ago, but, uh, and
2: then and then all the same
4: people, all the same like maxi tards are like. Oh, they're polluting the UTXO. Cell. No shit, they are. So put a cap on the number of outputs you can have and force them to do, if they want to put a thousand outputs, well, guess what? Now they have to do a hundred transactions. Suddenly those economic price points might not make so much sense anymore, but they're like, oh, we can't do anything. It's like, well, you know what? Y'all fostered that ecosystem that says you can't change Bitcoin at all because it's already so perfect and the best money in the history of the galaxy, both past, present, and future. <laughs> it's like, now you can't <laughs> actually fix anything. You you shit in your own bed, and now sleep in it. Congrats. Like, clap, you know. Good job, guys. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just like. Maybe I just. I'm cranky, trying to fix my, game <laughs> <in> my computer. <laughs> but he's done. He's, he's done with it. Technology is now moving. I love the it. wizards, man. They're just. They're just epic troll. They like now they love Bitcoin so much, and they're using all of the same arguments against the maximalists. And it's like, you know what? Maybe if Bitcoin diminishes eventually, here maybe some other better coin could fill that vacuum. A real digital cypherpunk Hell yeah! I think we all know oh. what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I do want to ask you for your. Are you going to stick around? For yeah,
4: I'm gonna. I'll I'll have you guys. I'll be listening. Um, all right, because yeah, and... I, I want to
1: ask you straight up your predictions for 2024 to put a number on it. I, I know you probably don't want to, but it'll be fun. Like, uh, oh, like what, what you're predicting? Uh, the high could be the low, but we we could do that all together. Okay, yeah, yours. good that stick.
4: gives me some time to formulate my whatever wrong predictions. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'll be making. All
1: right, buddy. Cool. Anything else oh. you want to uh, bring up?
4: No, no, I mean, you know, I could talk forever about prices. Ethereum BTC is still holding in this like big ass triangle. I still, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait for, We'll we'll wait till we get to the predictions. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Cool. Well, thanks guys. All right, buddy. New year's. Thank you so much, thanks man. Always, buddy. Happy thank you New for years.
1: everything you uh, did for us this year too, man. Big, big thank you to body. It's thanks
4: for, uh, thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate you giving me an opportunity and a place to uh, share my thoughts. Of course, man. All
1: right, let's, uh, we'll keep moving and we'll see body in a little bit. Should we do? Should we do the news, or should we like bring everybody up and do one of those things where we go over news together? Is that too complicated?
2: Uh, Up to you, Uh, and I guess whatever Tony wants because we got Tony this time once again.
1: All right, let's try to run through the news so everybody hears the topics. We don't have to, you know, and then we'll we'll do viewers on stage because I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to jump up today.
2: Tony said he can bring people, but it's up to you.
1: Tony said we can bring people.
2: Yeah, right, he yeah, just jumped trap. Let's do it. So let's, uh, yeah,
1: run, let's run viewers on stage, get everybody up.
2: All right. Let's do it. It's
0: the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Come on
1: down. Last viewers on stage of
5: 2023.
2: Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, Cody. How's it going? Hey.
5: Good, good. How are you guys? Hello. Hey. hey, good hey. Good. How's it going, Tony?
1: Good. How are you guys? <laughs> good, man. Good. Yeah, if anybody else wants to jump on up, we'll uh let's... we'll put the link. Mm-hmm.
5: Actually, let me bring uh, want to drop the link let's... there. Give me one second. Um Okay. Let me let me get used to make, uh... <laughs> What happened? I'll get YouTube on my iPad in case people have questions in the in the comments. If they want to comment. Okay, All right, so we have this. Hey, on hey man.
1: We got Alaska Alaskan on shortwave Uber blue, blue. Yeah, Tony, let's uh, we'll we'll try to run through the news, not yeah. take too much time on it, and then we could have people comment. Or I guess we could open it up to comments as we go. We'll, we'll try. Yeah. We'll try that out. Sometimes it gets a little crazy, but I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to okay. keep
5: things moving. Okay, sounds good. Um. Yeah. So okay. Let's let's start the news, and then if anybody wants to comment anything, or anybody wants to hop on or comment on the previous article or anything, just just uh, let's yeah. See that
1: there's 40 people watching, guys. Uh, people are people are welcome to jump up if you're you know. Yeah. Give give it your first go. Then all the people are watching, Ritz, sure yeah, alone. we had up to 50 at some point. Like and share, guys. We never. Um, that's going to be my my 2024 uh <laughs> promise to myself. We'll have to we'll have to start saying that more often. Yes. Like and share the episode. Let's see if we can see. This is
5: my first
6: time reading this. Oh my God.
5: <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah. Crazy. Let's get into it because it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, Binance has categorized privacy with free groups based on their willingness to comply with implementing an exchange only address type. Immediate risk of delisting coins like Monero which has already stated it will not comply, will likely be delisted next oh, month. I,
1: I love that Monero somehow anthropomorphized and become a person that's stating it will not comply. I will not comply. <laughs>
3: like,
5: but it's funny, like coins like Monero. They they, they use the yeah. plural. What, which which are coins? Like, coins <laughs> like Monero. It's just like, it's just Monero, which I don't want. Um, Monero is becoming
1: the like the generic term for privacy coin that's like crazy mm-hmm. it's like you know you like you google it you go to google you know people don't say go to search it you google it you, mm-hmm. monero is literally becoming a de facto term for describing digital cash coins like monero exactly
5: um it's also funny when people start using duck duck go and they try to say duck duck go it but it doesn't <laughs> sound good <laughs> it doesn't sound as good as google.
6: that's hilarious
5: that's that's yeah. why you say duck it duck it Oh my god! But let's okay. see. That, okay. That's another thing that I appreciate about Monero is that it actually has a cool name. You know, so it's got an
1: amazing name. I was thinking about it the other day. I mean, it's, just, it's just perfect, perfect, perfect for the meme of being global, global digital cash.
6: I remember back in the Yahoo and Ask these days, I was trying to tell people to search engine, like use the word search engine. <laughs> Or you're going to end up with something like Band-Aid instead of adhesive medical strip. Because when you use like all of these random terms, you end up with one brand name kind of consuming the market share. Yeah. And now here it is forever later. And there's like this resistance against using the words Google it. It reminds me of trying to convince the farmers to use open source software in like 2000 and now none of them can use their tractors because they're, like, entrenched in this horrible monopoly.
5: Yeah, um, Yeah. but they also mentioned under review projects like Zcash that are actively seeking compliance solutions but may face community or resource challenges have been given until the end of February. To, um, then we have compliant or actively working towards compliance. Coins such as Fire, which have uh, adopted or are in the process of adopting the new address type, are not at risk of delisting. So... If you want to be a um, a good boy, let's say, then you're gonna fall into this category. If you're a bad boy, you're gonna be in that <laughs> They're
1: literally listing it in in order of you know which coin is is most digital cash like. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious.
5: And then someone said this was interesting. Oh binary,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. super interesting. So yeah, this is the, the this is the backstory but behind who actually <laughs> said they will not complain. Like, this is they were communicating with binary and who was it? who else was it?
5: Um yes. oh, From Lester whatever his name is. Yeah. So yeah, what so, what did binary say? So um binary fate said specifically the Binance folks responsible for the least things were in touch with Celsta and I That's and funny. asked. Yeah, so Celsta. Um, exact quote. <laughs> Any plans to be non privacy token? I.e. All transactions and address are fully traceable on blockchain and no optional feature to shield or make it private? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is bizarre. I mean, it doesn't. Yes.
1: It doesn't even, how is there such a large disconnect between the people that work at Binance and what Monero is? Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense. I, I had that same moment when, when I was communicating with the. um. The Bitmain miner company, because they had reached out to us. They wanted to be a sponsor for Monero Topia. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And they were interested because they were interested in starting to produce, uh, ASICs for, for Monero. <laughs> and they, just, they just couldn't understand this, this concept oh of Monero being resistant to create. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. If you created one, you should, but they just had no, no understanding. I, mm. I kind of get the same feeling here. Like, for Binance to to ask if Monero had any plans of not being what it is makes absolutely no sense.
5: Yeah, sure. Let's make a CSS for it. It's like
1: reaching out to Bitcoin. Do you have any plans of like centralizing <laughs> it, not making it decentralized anymore? Because
6: I still want to know who they asked and who this spokesperson is. Like did it? They... Doug, were you talking to them? Come on now. No, it was
1: binary fate. He's showing you right here. It was bi- it was binary and uh Celsta. Celsta. They were the ones communicating with them.
6: No. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and pulse ridiculous, I, I, I'm
6: crazy. surprised that they didn't say, like, who the what? Uh, uh, there's no person who can talk on Monero's behalf, like, it doesn't exist.
1: I don't think they, they they clearly don't understand that concept. Yeah, so yeah, I think we'll, yeah, so a... we'll swing back to that because I'm yeah. gonna ask people what the you know what their predictions on price
5: are. Yes, um, it's such a good segue to go into this now. Oh, someone, someone said in the YouTube section. Uh, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So now let's talk about Samurai swaps. So, uh, Rotten tweeted Samurai swaps internal beta uh, spotted having close to 10k. Blah blah. Sit- Bitcoin sitting in the unspent whirlpool liquidity. text mark cross chain atomic swaps will pick up steam from settling uh, P2P deals, reducing reliance on uh, CEXs. The list away privacy honey badgers doesn't care and someone posted this picture which is the most eastern european picture ever beer and, and cigar and olives <laughs> yeah right or is that
1: spain i heard somebody say spain that could be spain right i can see the olives and yeah
5: here. could be spain or it's definitely europe for sure based on how yeah. the packet looks like this is the samurai um, it's funny yeah um but he said nerd swaps demo by samurai dev last night i was amazed at how smooth and fast it went really game changing stuff so we don't need the. uh We don't need uh, Binance at all. Super exciting stuff. I got to get
1: the Samurai guys on a Monero talk or on this show at some point. Because my understanding is they're only implementing this for purposes of um, washing your toxic change. Right? I don't know if anybody has insight into this. That's a Samurai person. Tux, are you you familiar?
2: Uh, No, I'm
1: Okay. Like is is it are they gonna? I don't think it's being implemented into Samurai for purposes of doing atomic swaps back and forth into Monero and Bitcoin, but for just a toxic change component of when people whirlpool is my understanding. Which I don't. I guess it will eventually evolve beyond that. Somebody's asking where's the best place to buy Monero. Good good question. <laughs> Not Binance. Not Binance. You got <laughs> Not Binance. Uh, Monero. Monero right is what what we would what most people would recommend. Um. In I Guam. would say the
6: best place is anywhere that's a circular economy. Sell your goods or services for Monero directly. Exactly. Second best would be a local Monero. Yes. And then of course you can buy alternative cryptos and atomic swap, but there are uh, all kinds of resources where a person can find out how to do the the last one online. But really, it's all about selling a good or a service for Monero. That's the number one best way to do it, Mister One with Nature.
1: <laughs> that can't be stressed enough, right? Yeah, that's what XMR Bazaar will be all about. That's how you know. I. That's how I make my monero.
6: Um,
1: provide providing services and earn earn a monero. That that is the number one best way to obtain.
6: I responded Crack- to uh, Tux's que- question about how people get monero. Yeah, you get yourself some scuba gear and do recoveries from boating access. There is a lot no. of error to be had.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to go deep, very deep to find anything at all. <laughs> yep. Okay, so let's move forward. This one was <laughs> this one was interesting. So, the darknet market kingdom was recently shut down in an international operation. How? Well, apparently, the owner thought it was a good idea to use Bitcoin and send exchange details slash passwords as well as seed phrases to his own <laughs> email address. So, um, yeah, and then it got shut down, essentially. Uh, the seizure of the market server infrastructure began on December 16th and included LE agencies from the USA, Switzerland, Moldova, and Ukraine. Okay, Kingdom Market was launched in March 2021 and allowed its users to buy or sell illicit drugs, fake documents, sell information, and other goods and uh, services. It had over 42,000 uh, listings and in addition to placing a seizure ban banner on Kingdoms Markets homepage, LE used the market's PGP uh, key to make a post on the Dread taunting its its uh, users. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just just by making mistakes like this.
1: Yeah. So what did um? I mean, so they they would have been taken down anyway, even if they were using Monero. It sounds like they were just extremely sloppy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the main thing. Yeah. What anybody I, have?
6: I, any go, I would, I would point out that there's a huge, huge difference about using Monero, and that is people who used Kingdom would be in far less danger if they were a Monero only exchange. Yes,
1: that's a very, very good point. Protecting, protecting the users. Uh, anybody have any good Alaskan? Maybe, maybe you have some, some, some insight into percentage of dark markets that are essentially Monero only or prior, primarily used
3: Monero. If I were to
6: go by the last thing I saw on Dread, I think it's like 84%. That Somebody else might have seen it more recently, but I'm pretty sure it's like 84% are Monero only. Oh, wow. And that means like literally no other privacy coins or whatever you want to call them. Freedom, I guess. <laughs>
5: Hmm. Makes sense. And the number is gonna keep going up and up. Um I, I saw this below. Um the same person that tweeted this post said, I didn't notice before, but the German authorities were having a laugh, like it seems. They changed the name to Fallen Kingdom <laughs> and then used the private PGP key to notify peeps on dread that Alan Bill was arrested. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't the fact that they used Bitcoin, it was the fact that um you know he decided to send all this information to his own email, he even made <laughs> cash deposits into his bank account. So that's he, why just... he was trying to get caught. To yeah, this is crazy. This oh, is okay. kind of an
6: interesting view into uh, one of the things that the dark market has to figure out if they're going to use things other than Monero is they have to figure out a way to vet the security practices of the people operating it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you, you just have to have a better system. Um, A lot of people, you know, they just do their exchange and they're happy with their results or they're not and they move on. But um, good exchanges usually emerge for a time and then they shut down. And the best ones also don't do any kind of exit scamming. But there's a huge problem with the fact that it's very difficult to vet the people who are running the dark market exchanges. Um, And that includes for like Fed activity, too. You know, so it's it's yet another reason why a parallel economy Monero ecosystem is so much better than our current systems. Mm
5: -hmm. Good points. Good points. Yes. Uh, Let's go into the next thing. This is um, Canada trying to implement a universal basic income of 2000 per month. So it doesn't matter how much money you make, you will be eligible for $2,000 per month. Um... This is pretty crazy. This will be an influx into the economy that will highly that will be highly inflationary. Yes, we all remember what happened with overstimulation during COVID times. We're now paying for it for all of it for all of that big time. So let's watch this video. It's just one minute. Oh wait, we can't really hear it. No.
2: Oh. Do you want me to pull it up and play it, or uh...
5: does it let you
2: share a tab? If you can share an individual tab. Yes. Yes.
5: Uh... Okay. Cool. Yeah, let me do that. Okay, I'm gonna have to stop sharing, and then I'm gonna share my screen. It's crazy that they're actually
1: that close to potentially adopting UBI.
5: Yeah, I think this should work. Uh, one, okay.
7: Well, UBI is a good cl- close step to the downfall of any government, due to the uh, due to the fact that they'll have to print money to do it, because you can't tax you can't tax in that case.
5: Can you guys see anything?
7: Let me pull up. There we go. We
5: go. Oh, you can see it. Okay, okay cuz. Okay, okay, good. Okay, so let's watch it
1: now. I mean, it's, it's literally a tool for for making people more reliant on the state and yes. strengthening the, the the deep state of Canada. I mean, that's literally that's literally all that that's accomplished there. It's a story as old as time, right? Like what, what Rome you know, trying to control the food supply, make people make the people reliant on the state?
6: I have kind of an interesting take on this. Really. Oh, I'm sure you do.
3: You always do.
6: Um, the, first off, like if you think of this in terms of numbers, okay, so let's say they give it to the entire population, okay, So which is just shy of 40 million people, I believe. And then if you do some quick back of them napkin conversion in U.S. dollar terms, that's like three quarters of a trillion dollars a year. Okay, And the Canadian deficit right now is like 40 trillion Canadian. So, Mm
3: -hmm.
6: I mean, it's as a percentage of the Canadian debt or whatever. All right. So fair enough. That's a pretty big number, but it's actually not that big compared to the debt that they're already carrying and they're already in deflationary death spiral that they've got going on. So there is actually a really interesting anarchist argument for this. Hmm. Um, hmm. Now this, this is assuming that they're not going to use it as an excuse to put everybody on the CBDC and, you know, prevent you from donating money to Canadian truckers or whatever, we all know that's what's really going on, okay? Yeah, but, it's
1: one hundred percent the implementation.
6: CBDC, right? a tail emission in any fiat currency is actually the most anarchist thing, okay? Um, and it's one of the reasons why I'm a hardcore advocate for Monero's monetary policy is because a tail emission does something that gold can't do. It does something that all of these. Uh, it's it's one of the best arguments for Monero is the fact that it always maintains an equilibrium yeah. and that equilibrium will always equalize with the market forces of the entire basket of all purchased assets. So um, to, to point out, if you're doing um, like a, a, a massive flood of fiat into the entire population of a country, it has certain elements of a tail emission that is very pro-anarchy, okay? Now, overall, I'm actually super opposed to this idea for a lot of reasons, especially the fact that you have this number that can just be adjusted by bureaucrats and all of that other stuff. But at least in principle, you also create a, there's a certain amount of capital that you could hoard in which you are fighting the tail emission that is this you know this liquidity injection into the general population right so if you have like let's say 2 or 3% of all of the fiat notes of a given currency but the the capital flow into the population is being adjusted for inflation at like you know 3% or you know what you're you're actually losing money against the money mm. if that makes sense so it almost forces a certain amount of money to go back into actual capital assets and improves money velocity. All right. So once again, like this is by far the worst way to do it is to have a government just like indiscriminately setting numbers and giving it to their insiders or whatever. And only people who are on the tax rolls. I get all of that. Mm. But this idea that, uh, what do they call it? a UBI this idea that a UBI is like a communist idea is just fundamentally wrong um, it, but the thing is is the only way we're ever being exposed to it is through like almost a communist implementation but the truth is is we're constantly being exposed to it with Monero you just have to find a way to prevent anyone from controlling the lever right Um and Monero's done a really good job of that, right? So transaction fees are an incredible way to UBI, if you will, because you do want a deflation hedge against your currency. And you also want it to set an equilibrium. UBI is probably the most effective way to do that in a fiat. The problem and not only that, but you know, you have your your technological revolution argument, right? Um and in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Ted Kaczynski would have actually advocated for an idea like UBI, just not in the hands of the government, right? right. Because it's also a hedge against automation, decapitalizing the individual. Um, now, once again, the way that the commies are spinning this is ridiculous, Right. But th- there is an argument to be had here. And uh, that was one of the reasons why I wish Michael, the interview with Michael, where he would have gotten like a chance to rant about it. Because the dude totally turned my mind around on this. The Michael 10 guy that you had uh, on a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, he's, he's like, been he compl- up. He's I up. did a total 180 after I, I really thought about some of the arguments that he was making. Like UBI as a, as a machinery could be the most pro anarchist thing you could do to a fiat if it weren't for the fact that it's right now it's completely federal reserved and you know capitalist banking cartel controlled as a concept, right now. Well, did, but-
1: did you- Centralized yeah. version of that that they're experimenting with is Worldcoin, right? I mean, that's what that's.
6: Proposing. I don't know. I, I yeah. highly doubt anything that they're claiming about that is even remotely realistic. But I'd point out that Monero does have almost a UBI because it's the closest thing to one processor one vote. It's the closest thing to a deflation of the currency hedge. It incentivizes money velocity. And it incentivizes people rotating in and out of capital, right? And that's why I'm saying a tail emission is super close to the general principles of a UBI. And in mm-hmm. fact, if you were to go a step further with the, these same concepts, like what if, you know, you had like a, a, like a Thor chain style, uh, you know, the side chain mining that people are doing with Monero, you could turn that into something more UBI like on top of the fact that the miners in the main mining are being rewarded. Right. And I don't pretend to have it all figured out. I'm just saying it is not a strictly communist ideology, not even close. The problem is, is the only way we're hearing about it and the only way that people have ever thought about the concept of a UBI is always this top down commie control, you know, join our fed coin, like let's make sure that a bunch of bureaucrats get to turn your wallets on and off and all that. But if you really look at it from just a technical point of view and you and you and you try to look at it from an anarchy technology point of view, it could make a tremendous amount of sense. And we're already using a lot of it now, right? With the Taylor mission. But I'll, I'll quit ranting about it. I'm just saying that like Monero people should not just shut their brain off when they see a bunch of socialists advocating for these things. Agreed. We should look at the technology itself and think about how it could be deployed for the purposes of decentralization, mm-hmm. and it, it could be one of the best tools ever if you think of it like that.
1: Right, right. But but this implementation implemented by the state is obviously going to use the CBDC, push it forward, and then and for purposes of controlling how people use their money on top of being people reliant on the state for receiving the money, is definitely, I, I don't see how that can be a step in the right direction. But I see what you're saying. If done in some theoretical fash- fashion using cryptocurrency, then there,
3: there could be some advantage there.
7: See, my thought would just be to take your UBI and buy, like immediately take your UBI as soon as it's deposited and buy gold or silver or Monero. That's what I would do with it. And I think a lot of people would because it's less inflationary than gold and silver and Monero are less inflationary than the crypto than the uh, fiat that you're coming from.
6: And from a Monero marketing standpoint, there are a lot of allies to be had here, right? There are a lot of people that their heart is in the right place when it comes to UBI and they want to see because the truth is, is like it would be more than just a baby step away from fiat fed notes being printed into existence and being given directly to bankers at 0% interest. And then just like pillaging the rest of us. Right. It's an unbelievably effective way to not only flip it on its head, but I don't know if you guys remember during the Ron Paul revolution where Ron Paul would often say like, I'm I'm reframing it, but like he would say basically, I hate Social Security and it's a horrible evil, but Social Security is at the point where you can't just shut it off and unplug the people who have grown as dependent as they are on it, because you would create a a humanitarian crisis in an effort to stop stealing, right? So what you have to do is you have to do like a three-phase system of like everybody needs to recognize that they're not going to get it if they don't have it, right? Right. Um, but people who are currently dependent on it need to be weaned off. And you see what I'm saying? It's It would be a step in the right direction where you could like still have some of these like banking infrastructure things that exist and basically defang them by saying, okay, we're cutting off your access to 0% loans from printed fiat Fed notes, right? But the system can, ten- can continue to exist. However... You know, this UBI that's like a, a a smart contract that piggybacks off of Monero mining or whatever mm-hmm. is going to be distributed out into people who, you know, by the very nature of having a wallet like pegged to this distributed server or whatever. I mean, there's a million ways you could do it. These people are going to get the new money and you're going to have to compete for that new money without your interest rate. Your, your interest rate advantage, right? And so it's a way to wean off of the central banking system as well. Like it it plays into a lot of things. And then you could even wean off the population from UBI as their primary source of income as well, once you've like stabilized the economy.
3: Mm. Good
1: thoughts, good thoughts. A man is saying this isn't being implemented. Fake news. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the actual likelihood of this happening in Canada is but it seemed like it was like actually moving up the moving through the political system all right moving on moving on unless anybody else has anything to say that body I don't know if you're if you're live right now we have you up on stage I don't know if you walked away
4: hey yeah I'm here I've been listening the whole time what do you what do you think yeah
1: yeah any any take on this UBI Um, is
4: constant yeah I mean I'm not I'm not sure I can. I can totally agree with Alaska here, but it is a perspective I haven't thought of, so I'll need to consider it. Um, I'm. I'm kind of like if the state wants to do something that's going to ultimately undermine them. Well, you know, what I mean, they, I guess that makes some sense. It seems weird, like they talk about UBI, but can they actually implement it? I'm not. I'm not hmm. confident that they can without causing even worse problems for themselves.
5: Hmm. Right. Um, you know,
4: I don't think I have anything else. Anything to add to that, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it moving. Okay. Uh, fun, fun topic to consider, though. Who knows? We might be closer than we think. Canada, Canada. They're fucking crazy in Canada. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Control. So I don't know. I, I think it's in We're the realm of possibilities. I think it's in the realm of possibilities. Twenty twenty in twenty twenty four, probably not,
5: but uh, we'll see. Now, um, tails. So tails is actually accepting uh, Monero donations. If you want to donate to tails, you can now in Monero as well. And then Doug, you wrote, uh, beautiful to see Monero being adopted for its intended purpose. Untraceable digital cash by respective Freedom Tech open source projects to fund their development. Boost the daily Monero transaction count. Donate some Monero. Grow the ecosystem. Yeah, that's nice to see. So that is very good to see. I'm
1: curious how much, how, like, what percentage of donations they get by a Monero versus other other things. I bet we can probably ask them. Yeah. Some, yeah, hey, wait. What did the JD wait? Go back for a second. That guy is such a such a asshole, JW Weatherman. It's not truly that this is a little source
3: project.
1: always rely on him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him on the show years ago. Oh, really? He is a yeah, extreme C Maxi. He thinks Monero's the scam. He's always well,
2: a scam. Bitcoin's a bigger scam, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Um,
5: so this Did anyone on. read those five rules? He's oh, yeah, yeah,
6: like hating yeah. on Monero. He's like, it's not untraceable. And then he's got the five laws of Monero. It's like, this is what you must do to use Monero or with, to use Bitcoin without getting scammed or hacked or traced. Or It's like most people would never understand any of it.
2: And I mean, I would partially agree with that statement because I wouldn't necessarily myself say that monero is untraceable because it is through some means you know sort of traceable but it's it has a huge amount of plausible deniability and it's very very hard to trace but it it could be if people make mistakes in their high profile target when seraphish champions comes out and uh you know we've got the full membership proofs that'll make monero like insanely high in anonymity set
1: Agreed, agreed, yeah. agreed. But you know, we, we just confidential transactions and stealth addresses. Nobody's
2: compared to Bitcoin, it's untraceable. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah, could put yeah. it that way.
1: You're, you're just being too fair, but
5: so this, what, this what is interesting. Doing? Uh, 10 hours of Bitcoin. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of material. What is this? The latest, oh, oh, okay, it's a website that he has on his description. Oh, okay, okay. But I guess like it goes to the economy and the actual workings. But in Monero, it if you want to. Understand how it just works. It takes you a single sentence. You don't need to do anything. Like not even one hour. Like one, ten seconds. It's private. You can just use it, send it. Oh, and it's private. I don't need to do anything. Yes. Okay. That's yeah, it is Enough. enough <laughs> this. Is this
2: yeah. our uh, new segment, grilling monero or Bitcoin maxis Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We don't. I'll need
7: take more some anything. extra. I'll take some extra barbecue sauce with that. <laughs>
5: so
1: okay. this is pretty cool. Uh, can you translate? Yeah, translate the post. Yes.
5: Yeah. Um, Hello, my name is Jocelyn. Ernesto gave me uh, this cell phone and taught me how to use Monero. We want you to help us give a cell phone to my sister, uh, Breed, so she can use Monero as well. Um,
1: This is happening in in, uh, Argentina, mm -hmm. in Iberete, in Formosa. Mm -hmm. Squello Bitcoin, I met him when we went to Argentina. He's actually the guy who made sure that I didn't leave Argentina without visiting Formosa. I was kind of on the... On the fence about it, cause it was uh, like a two hour plane ride from Buenos Aires. He's like, no, you gotta go, bro. I just came back from there. He's a BT, he's a Bitcoin guy. He's like a Bitcoin privacy guy, big samurai guy, but he's also a, Mon- you know, Monero guy. So he, he ran over to Monero town when he saw what was happening. Cause he's in the area. Hmm. Um, and he actually essentially moved there. Right. So hmm. he. He's a cool dude. He's like, he sees Monero organically being adopted. So he he went and moved to Monero town. Um, and so he's trying to grow adoption there as well, helping out with Alessandro. We've all seen Alessandro. We've had him on the show here. He's the one that's doing the, the football thing over there, the soccer thing.
2: He well, made the joined the backstage for a second, but I guess he left already.
6: Oh, I'd, he, yeah. I'd love to help, but how are they going to give a girl an iPhone? I mean, have they never heard of Lineage or Calyx or Graphene <laughs> or... I mean,
2: come on. You got to teach them right. You know, you got to... To be fair, it's, it's probably gold compared to whatever they were yeah. using before.
1: So, but my point is, uh, you know, I you never know for sure, what like, who's doing legit things, who's not. Mm-hmm. This guy, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly certain everything he does is, is legitimate. It's so cool to see and people want to participate in this. I think he should... He should do like a Kuno for something like this so people can see how much have been raised rather than just throwing a, an address out there so they're actually yeah. a fucking goal. Yeah. It's funny because he always made fun of me because I kept bringing up Kuno. He's like, we, we kind of had a, a joke going back and forth about that. But a of Bitcoin, man. Uh, start using Kuno. Yeah. Raising
5: Kuno for these things. Now moving on, let's discuss uh, Nigeria. So the title says, Nigeria's crypto ban hindered in nigeria adoption despite high global ranking. Nigerian tech and innovation legal expert, Chinelo Albert, and said in Naira adoption will only happen when the government gains the trust of Nigerians. <laughs> the Naira attains a more trusted status. Um, yeah, the
6: Nigerians of, are going to be trusting. The, it's right around the corner. I mean, they, like, <laughs> it's they're coming. ripe and ready to trust their government real soon. <laughs>
5: it's coming in 2024.
1: <laughs> we had we had somebody on Monero Talk that was from Nigeria and oh, cool. is out there actually teaching people about Monero. Yeah, well and one of the points he was making is that, you know, cash is not going away in Nigeria mm-hmm. anytime soon. So like this idea that like cash is being eliminated around the world and trying to push people into C B D C, he doesn't see there being the political will to get rid of actual traditional cash there because all the politicians mm-hmm. use it in corrupt ways, like mm-hmm. to pay people essentially the cash is used to pay people to go vote. Like Can cool. we just
6: call it the Jake <laughs> argument because I've been making that argument ah, since okay. the first time we yeah. talked? <laughs> I mean, yeah. the bad guys have to launder their money too, people. I mean, come on.
5: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but essentially, they uh, they implemented a ban in 2021. Then uh, they implemented the inaera. It wasn't really being used, and still to this day, um, a May 2023 report by the International Monetary Fund indicated approximately 14,000 inaera weekly transactions, which was representing only 1.5 percent of the total wallets. This implies that 98.5% of wallets go unused weekly, indicating disappointingly low adoption. Um, then they did yeah, lift the Can phone.
6: I just point yeah. out that there is a very high likelihood that those 1.5% of the total wallets are the same user using multiple wallets. Like there is a very, very high chance that those numbers are actually like stacked in favor of the government on this one it's probably more like 0.
5: 0.25. <laughs> Regardless that's still a very disappointing number. <laughs> so It's interesting to keep 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 your eye on. I, I
1: I do think this number will start to tick up as the government slowly boils the frogs
5: and figures mm-hmm. out ways to push people into the CBDC. For sure. Some countries may just incentivize some countries may just force the population to use it. Yeah. So we're going to have to see. Uh, Africa's crypto leaders, highlights of 2023 initiatives. Um, We have um, South Africa, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Kenya, and Ghana. They are the top five countries uh, adopting Bitcoin with the most demand for digital currency and the most active local cryptocurrency communities. South Africa has made significant progress in cryptocurrency regulations, second only to Central African Republic. Um, South Africa's regulatory initiatives, including include tax, uh, taxing cryptocurrencies since 2018 and recognizing them as digital assets. Um, so South Africa is onto cryptocurrency. Nigeria, we discussed Nigeria. Uh, despite the national internet <laughs> penetration rate, I don't know why they use that word, I only could have used usage or any other one. Uh, so 40% of the population, essentially, if Nigeria has access to internet, and they also um, used to have... A uh, ban on uh, banks from dealing in cryptocurrency. Uh, they, but they still are among the world's leaders in crypto adoption. It is second on the global crypto adoption index behind only India. So we talked about Nigeria extensive, extensively. Then we have Kenya, uh, which now taxes crypto and monetize online content. Um, so the adoption of cryptocurrency has gained traction in Kenya as well. I'm going to have
1: somebody this week
5: who I think is,
1: I think he's located in Kenya. He's going to be on the uh, narrow talk. So oh, that's cool.
5: Insight into that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Then we have central African Republic. They also made significant, significant progress in cryptocurrency regulation, making it one of the most active in crypto innovation in the spring of 2022. Uh, the car, which is central African Republic became the first African country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Which was interesting. But this was short lived as the government began its crypto token project, Sango Coin, days after the Bitcoin law was um, enacted. And I think lastly, yes, we have uh, Ghana, which has quietly emerged as a noteworthy player in the cryptocurrency space with minimal government or central bank interference. Ghana has embraced cryptocurrencies without significant regulatory uh, hurdles. So uh, we'll see who's going to be, what's going to happen in 2024 with Africa and, and crypto, and not only. All right, anything else? Yes, a couple more. Okay. Um, Arthur Hayes says uh, Tradeify traditional finance could completely destroy Bitcoin with spot ETFs. Here's why. Um, so, in a new essay, the crypto veteran says that if ETFs managed by Tradeify asset managers are too successful, they will completely destroy Bitcoin. Essentially, he talks about um, mining and their reward system and how with block rewards gradually dropping until they hit zero in the year. Uh, 2140, Hayes notes that miners will only receive Bitcoin income via fees if the network is used for transactions. However, if institutions are simply hoarding most of the coins in cold storage to back their ETFs, Hayes says there won't be enough Bitcoin movement to generate fees and secure the blockchain, Um, which a lot of people from the the Monero community thinks about and that's why we like... He
1: he says BlackRock, the world's largest... Trade by asset ministers in the asset accumulation game. They vacuum up assets, store them in a metaphorical vault, issue a tradable security, and charge a management fee for their hard work. Yeah, I mean uh, this this guy uh, I, I, this guy is he's 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 on top of it. Arthur mm-hmm. is uh, so he, he's been saying this forever. Mm-hmm. Is this is an old new article or is this an old article? Uh new December twenty fourth. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: We shall see. I don't know. I mean, uh, Alaska. Now, what do you think of this theory with regards to the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF? Is it problematic for Bitcoin?
6: Um, for one, there is effectively a Bitcoin ETF, Micro Strategies, which I think Body's been saying that for what, like three years now. <laughs> so, um, and the fact that um, the, the fact that there are people who are saying that this Bitcoin ETF is going to be like this game changer. In fact, it's not the only Bitcoin ETF. There's actually another one already, too. That's even more the like more of an ETF than MicroStrategy. Um, okay. And I personally, you know, because I, I have a perpetual tinfoil hat underneath this wig or whatever. But uh, personally, I think that uh, this is just a, a pump and dump like verbal diarrhea that the powers that be are using knowing that everybody's gonna eat it up right um and i think that actually this pump and dump plays into a lot of the other things that we see right so i don't think that they're doing it based entirely around monero but i think that it plays into it the fact that you know for the longest time monero was being shorted naked shorted and what you can do is you can pump the price against bitcoin by pumping bitcoin that you actually hold and then you can even atomic swap or whatever into monero and use it to cover your naked shorts and then you're also simultaneously out of bitcoin as you let the price collapse like that's just one small example of why they would oh there's an etf coming and then use the regulators that they own and control like to oh we can't do this now and let the price collapse but we're thinking about it in five days and then it pumps again and Oh, we just, you know, regulation, this and that. And then it goes back down. Um, Honestly, like people in our space, what we can do about this right now is we have to stop playing the game of price discovery being set by the people who have the loudest microphone. Right. So, for example, I see people all the time looking up the local Monero price in aggregate which is always more accurate. And by the way, it's usually low compared to the price up here in Alaska, right? Like, I mean, you would be smoking crack if you thought you could get Monero for less than $230 in Alaska, right? And and nobody thinks that way up here. Or another thing is like, the you know, nobody actually believes that the gold spot price is what you get gold for on the street, right? And yet we allow these people to play these games because you can buy and sell it on your digital casino using your Robinhood app that has been shown over and over again to be under the thumb of their financers, right? We have to get away from this idea that the news is allowed to pump and dump by manipulating a bunch of AI generated algorithm bought buy sell. It's, it's all so fake, right? And when and when you see people like BlackRock, right, that that all they do is they just like benefit off of people paying fees and riding out these price pump and dumps using their media aggregators. And then they use other people's money to control us. Right. Like, oh, we're only going to give you money if you're ESG compliant. And so on. that's not even their money. And they're using it to control you. They're using it to govern you. And part of the reason they can do that is because people like us keep listening to these price pump and dump things that come from bot generated news articles. And then a guy who uses, who writes for the daily hodl is like citing them as sources, right? So real people are citing fake bullshit as a source to sound credible. It's, it's so backward, right? When, if you actually go out into the real world and you buy monero or bitcoin you pay a totally different price its availability is a totally different reality right and then people actually use it right it's like what are people gonna do if you have this etf that's just like holding bitcoin it doesn't go anywhere right it doesn't reflect the actual value of anything Right, But, but you know, you've got those Bitcoin maxis just like busting out the jergens so they can talk more about how the price number go up to the moon, bro, to the moon. And it's like, well, go use it right now. If you want to actually like pump the price of some Bitcoin, go get somebody to take it for goods and services. Do you, right?
1: do you agree with Arthur's uh, prediction that this will lead to, you know, a few ETFs, whatever, holding the vast majority of Bitcoin, and then they have no incentive to use it. And because of that, miners st- stop mining, and the whole Bitcoin network comes to like a. You
6: know, I agree with everything up until. Yeah. Like, I, I don't necessarily see the connection to the miner part um, because there's some other self regulating things that go on between like the value of Bitcoin and mining. And so. But I do see, um, you know, on the interview that you had, uh, which I didn't. You're saying
1: been, coins just the coins won't be moving, so there won't be any transaction fees. Miners. Well,
6: I mean that is true, but you also. But have the, to look the at,
7: network diffi- the network difficulty will drop until there is an incentive to mine again.
6: So there's that, which you know is one thing. But the other thing is, is um, it, w- even though it is a. Uh, it, it, it's not proof of stake; it's proof of work, right? As far as like whether or not something is going to be adopted or whatever. If you consolidate a lot of Bitcoin into a few ETFs, that like just the act of moving the the keys from one ETF to another, uh, you, like they could fire up their their miners ahead of time and then like make the move or make the switch or. There's all kinds of ways that you can mitigate that, but the, the the consolidation part is the part that should be freaking people out in the Bitcoin space, because on the one hand, you want on ramps and you want liquidity. But on the other hand, if you consolidate all of these, uh, all of the Bitcoin and all of the keys into a, a tiny handful of ETFs, what happens to, what do they call it, the the T- determination dust amount or whatever there's a word for it but basically like if your e note is a certain size it basically disappears right it's so uh, like that's the real hazard here right is the 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 pumpers are are so delusional if they think this is good for their currency it's like and then on top of that like what happens to lightning adoption and all of this other, like the, the consolidation part is horrifying from a technological perspective is what i'm getting at and i mean this rant could take like 200 hours <laughs> if i kept going um, just the idea that uh-huh. the people who can print money into existence can accumulate Bitcoin at any price and then control the value of mining operations by the mere act of moving from one ETF to another, okay? At, like, at what point have you totally taken control of the mining algorithm? If you can control the price of the mining by just moving the, the, the sats that you have around, at targeted points, like you could crash the value of all of the mining rigs by just hoarding it and using only layer two, right? And then buy up all of the mining rigs for pennies on the dollar. You could even buy them in your, your exploding Bitcoin price, right? And then take all of those miners, turn them on and move your Bitcoin and basically transaction fee back all of your money and and, or there's i mean there's so many ways that this whole thing can be manipulated with the etf scam thing and of course like all of these tech bros have no idea how the fiat world has literally taken over their precious coin because they're just looking number go up man number go up and they're like eking their way towards the termination line like the dust line or whatever i forget what it's called but like they're, they're slow creeping their way into all of their notes having zero value because the price to transact their minuscule sat count that's distributed into 15 different UTXOs. It, it, like, it's literally worthless now.
4: <laughs> so. so the I think the more general – like, so Arthur Hayes is pointing at a more general reality and without really saying it overtly. And that is small blocks encourage the centralization of supply because why would you right why would you want to try and use it on chain when it costs so much um, so it's like it's not just the ETFs it's the exchanges it's the entire cabal Bitcoin supply is already heavy, heavily centralized anyways but um, I mean I think the the small blocks keeping blocks small and having no other realistic way of scaling because um, Lightning is not realistic at the moment not without larger blocks um, and CTV is still a, a twinkle in and a few people's eye at the moment. Um, I'm not sure it'll actually um, come to fruition. But, yeah, I mean, the, the more general point is that small blocks encourage exactly this behavior. Um, I'm not I'm not convinced that necessarily what Arthur's saying here will, will become the fate of Bitcoin. It, it really depends, like if the cabal is getting their hands onto Bitcoin and they really intend to, like, put it at the forefront. That sounds a lot to me like a fake libertarian or marginal libertarian presidential candidate. Um, that gives a little bit of lip service to some freedom stuff, but doesn't actually do anything. And I feel like that's what they want to turn Bitcoin into. It's like, oh yeah, this is the freedom money. This is what what people that care about liberty use. And then meanwhile, they've integrated it into the entire economic system, and they keep the price high, right? Because you need—it's like the stock market. You need to keep that price high. You need to keep the focus there. That's the thing that says how good the economy is. So they can use Bitcoin as like this, um, this sort of—I uh, don't know—Trojan horse against. Uh, against actually doing real freedom money and actually having a way of transacting outside the system. So I would tend to think that that they would, I mean, hypothetically, but it's just one way, one vector of looking at it. But I don't think that necessarily they would need to crash the price. I don't think that they would have any interest in necessarily crashing Bitcoin as long as they can keep people in that ETF and they can keep people on custodial uh, scaling solutions and or liquid, especially since um, a lot of the exchanges are now starting to come under the thumb of the government of the sec um of doj um all of those exchanges that permit your withdrawal from the liquid sidechain, like those there's like i think 12 of them and uh so we're talking bitfinex i'm pretty sure binance is one of them um i can't remember if kraken is on there or if it's like their parent company payword ltd but um anyways so yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not convinced that arthur hayes is really um nailing the game theory of what's going to happen to bitcoin mining but um but I think he is kind of making a more general point that, um, yeah, we can expect centralized solutions to continue for as long as Bitcoin is unable to scale.
6: We could call it AstroTurf. Bitcoin is now Astro.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> An NFT. Okay. All righty. We have three more, and then that's it for the new section. So, yeah, nice, nice. Let's get everybody's 2024 predictions.
1: Once again, anybody that wants to jump up, Please do, please do, Tux. If you could put the link in there again, is Tux still around? Did Tux abandon us? No, he's still here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody that wants to jump up, uh, M Chu, I see you asking some good questions. Sounds like you're new to Monero. Jump up on stage. We'll put the link there. You're asking about KYC Bitcoin. Feel free to jump up. Go ahead, Tony. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, this one's Crypto for the Homeless. 2023 was amazing. Check it out. Um, basically, if you go to uh, crypto for homeless for for the homeless you can donate uh to homeless people uh in monero which is really cool and uh, essentially donate and volunteers will buy and hand out food and provide uh the proof as well and then yeah they also post the uh, the pictures so it's really cool, and cool. They've operating for a long time right this project yeah. five years that's cool. that's cool yeah so that's a cool project uh monero uh make sure that you go and contribute to the crowdfunding campaign okay so, still raising Yep, yeah, so they're still raising money and then the last thing which <laughs> this is a huge uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pissed off the entire thor chain community
1: <laughs> it came out a little strong but it's true it's true the fact is monero is not on thor chain it's a it's a quote-unquote Dex. Why don't they have Monero? It's the one coin that makes the most sense to cater to. It's like mm-hmm. it's like why we need a dex in the first place. The I thought of- it
6: was kind of yeah. interesting to see you poke the Hornets nest a little harder than you usually do, <laughs> Doug. That was uh you know, you're usually a little more soft spoken than you know.
1: <laughs> I was just sp- speaking from the heart. I don't know. Right? I mean you guys were there, we witnessed it, we saw them we saw them balk at adding Monero. They no. debated it. It was going to happen. The tech, the, the fact that they couldn't overcome the, the, the technical hurdles, they certainly can overcome it. Um, it, it was, and that wasn't what was being discussed at the time. It wasn't just that. It was, there was a, there were people in the community, voices in the Thor chain community that cost, their cost benefit analysis was that it was not worth trying to take the risk of adding Monero because it's, you know, it, it may make Thor chain a target, whatnot. They rather focus on. Number go up. They'd rather focus on number go up straight up. And, uh, while I think they, they realized that Monero was probably one one of the most used, they didn't, at the end of the day, they didn't want to put themselves in, in the bullseye of, of the state and regulators, right? Am I, am I wrong about that? That's how I remember going down. I don't know. Alaska, Alaska now. Were you, were you, uh, paying attention to those developments? Oh,
6: I remember. I remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep from blowing my top on this one because oh man does this one get me heated <laughs> like, but just the, the two-faced like it's it's one thing if thor chain is like no we're gonna try to be more like middle of the road we just don't want but just the way that they totally like two-faced for their own relevance right like just to stay like cool with the people that they totally fucking burned like it was only like six months ago. Do they think that we got like goldfish memory going on? It's like, <laughs> no, no, we totally remember. Do not, like, I would have never gotten mad if they would have just been straight up about like what they said six months ago. And now like, oh yeah, I mean, it's super great. And Thor Chain is going to do that one day. It's bullshit. We remember. Like, I, I'll, I'll shut up now. Because Pepperidge I'm farmer members
2: of worked up.
1: Yeah, we remember. We were trying to get they. We had them involved in the first Monero Topia conference, and at that time, it was like things. It really felt like it was going to happen, and we had Haven that was present there because the idea was that the Haven devs were involved in this, and if they could figure out how to add Haven, they could figure out how to add Monero or vice versa. Um, but yeah, it never happened. Never happened. <laughs> no, I
6: don't know. It's worse than that. The Haven dev guy because it's pretty much one guy right put a ton of work like a ton of work into making it possible like he did all the heavy lifting and everything in fact it was part of the conference like i don't know if you remember during the conference when the havano guy yes right um the havano guy put like a ton of work into trying to be super integratable and all of this other stuff Mm-hmm. Now the, there's literally only one thing that Thorchain can do to redeem, is to shut the hell up and integrate Monero and, and don't say a fucking word. You know, like that is literally the only way that they're going to redeem themselves after a total, like, I mean, the hypocrisy was just mind blowing yeah. when, you know what they just said there. Uh, but the thing is, is like, sorry, bro, your number go up strategy just left you in the dust. Sarai, Haveno. All of these other things are going to leave you in the dust, make you completely irrelevant because either people are going to go the centralized exchanges route and use their AstroTurf coin or they're going to go the real economy route and you're you're going to be irrelevant. Like that's just all there is to it. Like nobody cares anymore. Integrate Monero
4: or go away. If I remember correctly, they kept getting compromised. Like I don't think they've had any significant compromises in the last year, but I haven't really been paying attention to them. But I remember like Thorchain kept having like these weird bugs and compromises. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. And that's look
6: what Gone Bat Fire just said about like, what's the point of censorship resistance if they just self-censor? It's like they made themselves deck. useless. Yeah. Like the minute that they started like bending the knee, it's like, oh, well, you just devalued yourself 100% by bending the knee.
1: What surprised me about their, their decision to go in that direction is I thought Eric Voorhees was a big part of the project at least at the impetus so i'm just surprised because he you know he's always kind of walk the walk not just talk the talk i I feel like in terms of although i guess monero was was delisted from that instant exchange that he used to run i don't know i'm just i'm just surprised that with him as part of the project he wasn't he he didn't really instill more of uh, us like a cypherpunk ethos there but hey number go up (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah hey can i
8: uh, can i bust in
5: yeah, yeah. of course
8: hey guys drunk down me here um long time one thing that came up that seems like it was kind of a big story that no one uh, has mentioned yet i don't think is that science magazine released a study they did of El- of salvadorians rejecting bitcoin over privacy concerns Oh, how adoption is just tanked. I, I tweeted it. You can find it in my thread, but I can't switch screens or I'll drop the call here. So if anyone wants to look at that article, they've got uh, measurements of who adopted it, who tried it, who continued trying it, and, and it's just tanking. So
1: real, no, I, can uh, was... see, I can see that. I'm not surprised by that. But what surprises me is you're saying the reasoning is because of privacy. I'm actually kind of surprised by that. That, that's I was, like that. Yeah, I
8: was too. But you know, it's a, yeah. they released a study, so... Wow. Science magazine. I don't think they have a a dog in the fight necessarily, (laughs) but um, yeah, they prefer. I think that's the market saying we they're they're using cash. That's their preference. And I think that's the market saying we prefer fungibility and privacy.
6: So, you know, one thing I'd point out is in El Salvador, people who have means and money are much more concerned about their privacy because they don't want other people to know they have money. Um, like for security reasons and safety reasons. Like you have to be very careful. If people know that you have access to a, a large amount of funds, it puts your life at risk and the life of your family at risk. So they're ahead of the curve on that one.
1: That's, that is for sure the truth. Uh, drunk dial me, uh, DM me that if you don't, if you don't mind when you get a chance, maybe
8: I can, yeah, I'll uh, send DM it in the,
2: the private chat. Um, yeah, it's
8: one of my more
1: recent tweets. How's it go, man?
8: Yeah. Good,
3: good.
2: Oh wait, sorry, <laughs> that's the own. wrong one. That's not. Happy true. New
1: Year, everyone!
5: Yeah, Happy New Year, Happy New Year so, Tony. Did we finish the news? Oh, uh, actually, we just got one more from uh, Tux, and this one actually—that's
2: the wrong one. Here's the right one. That was a different. one. Yeah. I mean, you can you can put that one up if you want. It's unrelated. There you go. I just sent the right uh, one. Okay. It's uh right. drunk Dalmy's tweet. Uh, with a quote quote retweet for the Science Magazine tweet.
1: You know, Tux. I realized we did we didn't play the. Special guest segment because we didn't have a special guest, we should we should probably roll that so we could uh, get cake up there.
2: That's right, we got to get cake up there. All That's right. what I do do it. said at it
6: the beginning. Nobody reads. My well,
2: Shanita, did. Uh, she mentioned the sponsors, but well, we'll, we'll make uh, drunk guy,
6: and... guy. drunk palme right. be our
1: special guest today. So we'll, we'll
7: roll they up. generally they generally don't read the <laughs> the chats.
0: The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet Store. Send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys.
1: Got gotta do that out of, out of respect for for Cake Wallet. They've done so much to help this show. Um, so yeah, drunk dial me. You're our you're our official special guest today.
8: <laughs> it was great hearing Sonita's voice
1: today. By the way, <laughs> dude. So what what is your 2024 prediction for Monero, if you don't mind, uh, price wise and just adoption wise. What, what, what are your thoughts? What, what's 2024 going to look like for Monero? Uh,
8: to be honest with the elections, I don't, I feel like my crystal ball is just totally broken. I, I next year is going to be so fucking crazy. I'm just, I'm actually pulling money out of 401ks and just trying to get the hell out of anything that can be seasoned <laughs> collapse. Um, there's a, there's a guy who just um, – there's a guy everyone should check out. He uh, released a video on YouTube, and he has a series of – like a downloadable book. But the, just watch the YouTube video. He, he talks about uh, how basically every financial asset is now – has um, people who will who are in line before all other creditors and how they can use your, your financial instruments as collateral. Uh, it's called um, The Great uh, Taking. Mm. I think. Um, so it's kind of a play on the great reset, but it's called the great taking. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but I was listening to that and stuff just clicked together. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's kind of, it's basically uh, a, a lot of how the 2008 uh, great financial crisis went down lane on steroids. So it's all very vulnerable. I don't know. I'm
1: just, I just yeah, want to have, you're saying the importance of unconfiscatable assets is, is going to rise. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I, re- <laughs> Basically,
8: just want to be in Monero and goldbacks as far as any liquid cash. I don't want to have anything in the stock market personally. That's just because I don't know it. If if you feel comfortable in that environment, go for it. But I, I don't.
1: For fun, would you would you like to make a prediction on, on Monero's price twenty twenty four?
8: I think we're gonna break all time highs. That's about as far as I could guess.
1: All right. Oh, you know, I ha- I had a fun idea we can do. I was thinking uh, Tux, maybe. Tell me if you think we, we could pull this off right now. If you think it's a good idea, if we posted a Monero address and people can send transactions guessing what they think the, the high will be for Monero in 2024 with like a, you know, so they'll send like 0.00 and then whatever they think the number will be for Monero for Monero's high price. And then we'll, uh, we'll award the winner next year. It would have to be based on, I guess, the
7: transaction ID. That could be fun. What do you think? I think I think you might have should have done considered that a week ago. Yeah. So you can get it prepared. Can we do can we just post the I wall can do it right up? now? Yeah.
1: Post, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me So let me how how how, how could it work? Yeah. So it'd be like 0.00 and then whatever your whatever your number is, your guess.
7: So like if your your guess is $200, you'd be like uh 0.00200. yeah. You'd 0.002. Yeah, you'd be .002. Or
2: just just 2. Yeah, 0.002. If you want to guess 200 56 would be so I, I guess the be capped
1: at 1000, right? Unless you want to unless you want to pay the extra to go point zero 0.01 start to go into the thousands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, if that if that makes sense, this could be fun. I'm am for it, yeah. It up yeah right tuck now. See, tuck see if you get it up. So so drunk dial me. What, what, what was your number? What were you saying?
8: Um I think I would maybe go with 320.
1: All right. So yeah, you would you would do 0.00320. That's that's uh that's a good guess. Good guess. Body, what, what what is yours, man?
4: I guess I'll say
3: 321 then, just to be fair. <laughs> price is right. <laughs> price is I knew wrong, it. Body. Wait, I buddy. think it's going to
6: be 8.75% the price of gold. No matter what what the dollar is worth, it's going to hold its value against gold. Um, and, and I think that's going to start basically once the crypto exchanges die um i think that monero's price is going to be pegged to gold um but i think it's going to have kind of that volatility aspect that silver has where gold will lead and monero will follow and i think that monero will probably spike above gold and then kind of like go back down to its relative price in gold um and i think that's going to start probably quarter four of next year, it will be like an established pattern that people will be able to bet on. Hmm.
8: Oh, I do have interesting news about gold backs After everyone makes their predictions,
6: okay, okay.
2: Did, uh, did any of you see that gold ATM? No, no. That was there's the news. Just... <laughs> was <laughs> that it? Are you, gold you... back ATM? Yeah, go back Yeah, about... that was
1: it. <laughs> tell us, tell us, me Yeah. What? Well, what's the info? Oh, well, so did the same thing
6: that I was telling you during the interview that we did. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, we really the... yeah. Which is yeah. Awesome. There's a no. I don't have to do it. I'm like super stoked. Can we use there's it a now? Twitter
8: there's a Twitter account called uh, I think at, at Gold ATM or mm-hmm. ATM Gold. I think it's at Gold ATM, but they have a legit stand up uh, ATM that dispenses gold backs. Um, I've actually made inquiries into them about how to buy one. Seems like they're more interested in leasing mm-hmm. <clears throat> or uh, yeah leasing to merchants. Um, But I wanted to basically trail behind farmer's markets and just have a gold ATM follow these crowds at farmer's markets because that's the exact demographic that's into all that alternative stuff. Like they're worried about pesticides and organic food and supporting local local and all that. If you hooked up one of these things on a trailer and just had it trail along farmer's markets – and you could hack it so that it also sells Monero and exchanges gold backs for Monero. Um, I think yep. it would be a really yeah. great business like, model. Is there,
1: any, uh, is there any thought that they are they adding crypto to it, or is it, right now it's just cash for for goldbacks?
8: I think it's just cash. But I've been reaching out to them trying to buy one, and uh, I haven't gotten
6: gold backs back from their salespeople. The hard part, like from that point, the Monero part is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, now, what are the <laughs> Yeah, so I guess are they is uh, no KYC? I mean, how how are they how are they doing this?
6: As far as I know,
8: you can just use a debit card or put cash in it and get uh, goldbacks back. But so the the interesting KYC. Yeah, if there were ever KYC concerns or wire transmitter whatever, if you put Monero on this thing, you could make it so that you could only buy a Monero or exchange Monero for goldbacks, and then you totally eliminate the USD problem. I think it would probably – I guess the machine – it could still be a wire transmitter since it's also like you could still use dollars on it. But this is a huge step. If, if someone can figure out what components are they using on the inside, we could also have Monero goldback ATMs, which I think it, there's value in that. But I think trailing farmer's markets with these things, uh, that's the exact demographic who would be really fascinated with them and use them in a little local circular economy with local farmers. So – Everyone, check that. Check that out.
3: I Just
6: saying, no drunk I mean, we literally do that seven months out of without the ATM. But there's there's an actual booth at the Farmers Market Exchange. Goldbacks, Monero, and uh, food, and USD. And mm. the problem has always been the uh, shortage of Monero. Like you, you always huh. run out of Monero. Like I, Doug will tell you, I went down to. Uh, To Monero Topia in Mexico, hoping to come back with like a lot of Monero. And I brought all kinds of cash and all kinds of silver and gold and everything, trying to swap it for Monero. And I was even offering a really good price. Um, I still couldn't come back with nearly enough Monero because there's just not enough up here. People will not use exchanges up here, they will not put their information on the internet. They're just, you could, they wouldn't do it at gunpoint. That's That's awesome.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep our eye on that. That's super cool. Are the the Goldbacks people associated with this? Or it's like another company that uh, just did this on their own?
8: I think it's a company that did it on its own. I don't see a whole lot of crossover between other accounts. Um, Hmm. I didn't see an official announcement from Goldback themselves. I might have just missed it, though. But I think they're just doing it on their own.
1: Always bringing good info, drunk dial me. So wait, uh drunk diamond what do you what do you think the low could be so your your prediction for high is like 320 what do you think the low could be especially we're seeing this Binance delisting if we think things might go go south for a little bit i don't know maybe you don't maybe you do but what's your your low prediction for 2024
8: um if we win as low as 140 i don't think it would be sustained for very long at all i think we're going to start seeing a real stable price it's going to organically just go up and once it goes past its old, old all-time high, I think that might have a psychological effect of it kind of running away. All right. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I don't think we're going to be I, – I think all-time lows are in our rear view mirror.
1: Body, what's your low? Uh,
4: I probably go as low as 110. Um, the standard deviation bands currently sit at about 120. Um, and if there was like some big washout or demand-destroying event, you know, a 2020 kind of crash – uh, Monero would, would take a temporary dip with everything else, but, um, I, I don't imagine that would last very long, especially if the exchanges have largely delisted. So, um, and looking at the chart more here, I'm actually, I'm actually really surprised, um, drunk by me. Um, 320 is like spot on where I would probably have put my guess. Maybe I would say like 290, somewhere between like 290 and, um, maybe like 350 would, would, would have been my guess. So 320 is like, <laughs> I was joking about 321, but uh, I think I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> or maybe I should go 329. I, I don't know. It's, or,
3: I had the same thing.
6: I had 306, but then you have to adjust it for inflation. So I was like thinking 317. So like we're all like right on the nuts. Like,
1: what are you saying for potential low, Alaskanon?
6: It'll be one XMR. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
6: well, I mean, low when? Like the low right in answer. December, low in... So 2024, like the low, the lowest low, the entire year.
4: That'll probably well, more than 125.
2: All right, Doug. Do we, do we want to do, do the game? Yeah, we, or, do uh, we should do it.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, what,
1: does it make sense? I guess if we, so how are we going to figure out the winner? Or like, so all we need is trans- transaction ID, right? We'll be able to see, and
2: then they yes. can. Yep. They. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. If you could put up the QR code. <laughs> I've got
2: the uh, the live the live mode turned on so it'll show stuff as they come in
1: oh sweet that's awesome nice
8: oh one more thing that i'm kind of excited about us thinking about today is uh if monero topi is down in argentina it's going to be in buenos aires right not in formosa yes okay if enough people make a, <clears throat> a special effort to go up to formosa and they spent money there you know they booked a hotel with monero and just did everything they possibly could and just had a good time and met everyone mm-hmm. all that extra monero going into that town will add liquidity so it'll actually be more useful because i think i would i know they have gambling and uh, that's probably got them a little flush with monero but it seems like if they had more it would help their little parallel economy grow and flourish so it's just kind of something that crossed my mind
3: yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure i mean the practical will we'll certainly uh Try to offer that as an option, right? Like we want the finals to be when Monerotopia Topia is taking place. So maybe like right before or right after. And if people want to, as an excursion, head to Iberete to watch the finals. Um But it's you know it's it's a real trip. It's it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's it's out there in the country. Like I think I was like the f- like the first guy from from the U.S. <laughs> to be in Iberete. Um, well, maybe maybe. So, so in terms of practicalities, but it'd be amazing if people go and it'll be a beautiful thing and they'll get treated, they'll get treated very well and it'll it'll be beautiful and people will have an amazing time. The other point to make though too is the, my hope is the games themselves are going to bring more Monero into the uh, ecosystem over there, right? So the winning, the the three top teams are going to win a Monero prize and those are going to be all teams from the local area. So they're gonna they're gonna come home with with Monero, um, and then I'm thinking of figuring out trying to figure out other ways that as people watch from home, they'll be able to interact with Monero and perhaps uh, bring Monero into into the local economy there. But maybe yeah,
8: uh maybe uh, maybe, all the, maybe the maybe the uh, Monero Ristas can all charter a private jet through Tap Jets and uh, fly up there and <laughs> come back.
1: Maybe a bus? You could do that too. The uh, bus, <laughs> <laughs> a bus is like 12 hours, but it'd probably be pretty cheap.
8: Well, if you a a jet uh, for a big group of people, bus, I don't think know. it necessarily costs a lot.
6: I was going to bring it up after the show, but you do a party bus. Everybody goes to Buenos Aires on a certain day. You nice. rent out a party bus. Mm-hmm. All the Monero people ride up on a party bus. You know? Well, and- I, was too, I was trying
1: to get a bus where the, the the teams can come down to Monerotopia, right? So like a bus from EbonXA down to... uh, fill a
6: bus with a bunch of Monero people and a bunch of... uh,
1: No, well, that would be the bus going back. But I'm saying we could bring people down to the conference, right? So Mm -hmm. that's that's a thought as well. (laughs) Party bus, love it.
8: I'll throw
6: down for the party bus. Not for the bus, but the stuff that we put on the bus to make it the party. You know? (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. I'll put in for the bust. <laughs> Same.
1: All right, I'm I'm sending my prediction.
6: Okay, so how does this game work? We're we're submitting the prediction in XMR as what?
1: Your prediction of the the Monero high for 2024. So if you think Monero the
2: been- place, so zero point zero zero, then your number.
1: Right. So you think it's going to hit three hundred seventy bucks? So it'd be
6: no. I I think we need to spice this up a little bit because <laughs> if you're betting that the price is high. And it does go high. You get more. If you're betting that the price is low, then you know you're you're positioning. I think it should be like the 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 well, first let's, dec- let's first place after the decimal is like the hundred.
2: <laughs> nah, nobody's gonna yeah. fucking gamble. Yeah, no one's gonna. So I'm much. not saying
6: we're gambling. I'm just saying there's a big pool of monero, and then the person who gets closest gets all of the monero.
2: Well, that's already what we're gonna do, right? The person who gets the closest is just that's gonna get cool. all of it. So it's going to be a much smaller amount. If you, of you, you want to
1: predict that Monero is going to hit $3,000, then you'd be 0.03, right? You, you have to pay more to predict higher.
2: Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was already thinking that,
6: that the thousands place should be like the one XMR level. Uh, I mean, let's, let's, fucking, do let's do it. Let's go bigger. go home. Have people sent already? Has anybody sent? All right, I'm going to send. Them. We're not going big. <laughs> I'm sinking still. I only oh. brought my my normy phone, so I have to sync for like three weeks. It's not Absolutely. my Monero phone. All
1: right, I sent one. Hey, so Doug, you? I did have
6: a, I did
8: have, an, I did have an idea for a show guest. I don't know if you've done uh, done a guest like this before, um, but the prediction markets, the uh, betting markets, essentially, <clears throat> um, I think as uh, I think the Monero community needs to uh, talk about how to not. Publicize the idea of assassination markets, um, putting prices on people like WF people's heads, because that'd be really bad if we uh, <laughs> if that got popular. And we should we should have a discussion how we should, we can prevent anyone from uh, discussing that idea.
6: Oh my! God. Yeah, we have to go into excruciating detail about how it would work.
1: It'd be irresponsible <laughs> for us to not yeah uh, put that information out there as a warning. Yeah. <laughs> How to suppress
8: the information essentially. Like no one should be working on a decentralized betting platform for Monero right now. Um, that'd be bad.
1: What what are the popular betting platforms that exist for Monero right now? I know we had we had somebody on back in the day. I don't know if it whatever ever happen, if it ever went anywhere. I'm curious I'm curious to see with Copa Monero if some side betting thing pops up for people to, to gamble on local games.
7: So I'm actually not gonna predict the high or low price. Um, I generally prefer to use the averages and I'm just going to say for, I'm just going to cope for inflation and say that uh, the average Monero price at the end of 2024 is going to be $174 U S and the low is going to be 153 average. Okay. Okay. 150, 150 average uh, low and 174 average um, for the actual average, because what I've seen from the charts is that Monero likes to hold within twelve percent of the um, of the like long term two hundred day average? It seems mm-hmm. to enjoy holding about twelve percent. So, therefore, twelve percent above ten uh, percent to twelve percent above what we're at now would put it at roughly one seventy four, one seventy five, because we're at one fifty eight average, and then twelve percent right. down from twelve percent down from one seventy four is like one hundred and fifty three.
3: Okay.
2: For some reason, that merchant page wasn't doing showing up the transactions, so. Here, here Wait, they what, are. We got a What was that
1: page? What was that that you were it using? It was before? a
2: merchant page, a merchant oh, mode page, um, enable the sales tracker. Oh, there they are. It just took a okay. while. <laughs> okay.
1: Go. So yeah, that view is better. All right. Is, so we go we'll go back to that view. Um, is the,
6: is the yeah, final guess... verdict that like, other than in the case of shortwave, are we no. betting on the high for the year? Are we betting on the closing? We're betting on the, the, high,
1: the high for 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's Just a the winner g-
2: closest person. Right
1: now it right now somebody guessed a thousand. Somebody guessed seven hundred and fifty bucks. Somebody guessed six twenty five. That was me. I guess six twenty-five. Somebody guessed two hundred and thirty-eight. Uh yeah, put the QR code back up. People at home play playing the game. You know, it only costs I sent six twenty five and then it cost costing me a dollar. Uh so this is fun. This is fun. Shortwave, send your send your guess in. I know I know you're, you're, you you want to do average, but uh for this, try to guess the high.
7: All right, hold up.
1: Tony, Tony, what, what's your guess?
5: So I'm not as versed as predicting prices as body, but I did like what he said. So I believe that probably the lowest is going to be maybe like 120. And then I don't think it's going to go too high next year. So between 280 and... I was going to say 300. So that's going to be my number. But right. it's going to be interesting because next year is going to be Bitcoin's um, halving. It's gonna be twenty twenty four. So I wonder how it does gonna affect everything.
2: Got a four hundred twenty. Very nice.
5: That's a good point to having. Oh, you know what?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh Tux, copy and paste the the address and post it in the comments. So uh, people yeah, want idea. to send that way. So if you can't access this QR code for whatever reason or you're just listening. So this is the address. If you send Monero to that address uh with the guests of, of what you think Monero's high price will be for the year, and you get the closest, you will win everything in the pot. Guess by putting point zero zero and whatever the number is you think. Unless, of course, you're going to the thousands, right? So if you think Monero's <laughs> going to hit $1,000, you put 0.01. If you think it's going to hit 250 bucks, 0.00250 and send to that address.
5: What if someone has a lot of money and then they're going to put the actual price in Moneros, say they think it's going to be 320, <laughs> you're going to put 320 Moneros.
1: Yeah, you'll, you'll make the <laughs> more fun. The pot will be larger. You probably won't win though. <laughs>
3: um, yeah guys
1: any, any other just like general general predictions for 2024 with regards to Monero I mean obviously we're going to see Binance delist right that seems like that's inevitable at this point <laughs> now, other- you guys didn't
7: mention you guys didn't mention the OKX delisting um, on Friday that oh, occurred just yesterday yeah I
1: haven't really been following that so what happened with that
7: tell us Um, they just basically said that like I just saw an article yesterday that said uh, OKX is going to delist thanks to regulatory pressure. Uh, so when you guys were talking about the Binance delisting, I'm like, I, d- I haven't heard anything about that, but I heard about OKX, so I was confused there for a little bit. Oh yeah, they blanket my...
2: all privacy coins, didn't they? Just straight up.
7: Yeah. And that happened. And I, uh, I sent, I sent in my prediction. All
1: right. I See people guessing 385. Oh, wow.
2: Okay, we got a lot coming in here.
1: 520. All right, this is sick. This
6: is awesome. Three eighty-five was me.
1: Everybody's guessing pretty high. That's uh, all right. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah,
2: we're bullish.
6: Or are we betting that the dollar is going to be dirt?
2: <laughs> or that too? Yeah. Wow! Thanks for this Monero, guys. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>
7: <laughs> my, my transaction is still pending. My, my guess is my guess is two fifty. Two fifty. Okay.
2: Somebody yeah. uh, uh, three thousand three hundred
6: thirty. Wow. I Jeez, oh my God! I think that would so be that would be, be a hell,
1: hell of a twenty twenty four, right? Well, oh the
6: guy who if he if his guess is correct, then he's going to make a killing on this bet. You <laughs> see, what I was, that was what kind of what I was saying about the go big or go home because yeah, yeah, I be yeah. right and get You were definitely game
2: the the point. Uh, to, uh, which what did you do? You did point oh one Alaskan on, didn't you?
6: No, I did three eighty five. oh Okay. I wanted to bet higher, but I also wanted to be right, so I went with 380. So. What if I just put Sybil <laughs> attack the, uh, the betting
4: pool and just guessed, like, everything? Guess Actually,
6: so that's, that's not a bad a idea. Price
3: for it.
4: You'd have to pay a <laughs> higher price for it, but, you know, you'd you'd increase your chances to win.
2: Yeah, just you can't. Technically,
6: there's no way of me preventing you from putting other... Person. One above and one below. <laughs> it's just like find everyone that's not you and just one above <laughs> and one below, like, the whole way down. And then somebody could do that to you, and then you could do it to them, and then they could do it, and the next thing you know that you're just, like... And then somebody ends up being right on the nuts and both of you get taken for a ride. Like,
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good foolproof system, I mean, right? Yeah, if you, if you want to try to game it, you're, you're just going to raise the pot. Go for it. Yeah,
2: it's raise like, the pot. Talks, Actually, I'm gonna, thinking about picking the, some uh, people that are close U-key? to my number. <laughs> Yeah, I can post are,
3: the. View are key.
4: you gonna post the view key? Yeah, that way we can all see. And then you're gonna no, get wait. this game where everyone like keeps trying to. Uh, so like, okay, someone posts, let's uh, say 300, and then someone tries 301 and and 299, and then Alaska yeah. comes along and he's like 298 and 302. <laughs> yeah. The close time.
6: The close time, though, for sure. Like it's because otherwise it's you could game the system unfairly by betting and especially uh, yeah. if the high was already. Like if if the high just like if it, if it exploded to like a thousand and then went back down, it's like, well, you already know what the right number is. right? So, But I have another prediction for Monero. Uh-huh. I think that uh, Monero is going to grow in popularity in things like the Freedom Cell movement and the food freedom movement. In fact, I think that it's going to start um, as far as the United States goes. I think it's going to start in Maine. Um, which is odd because I used to think it was going to be a New Hampshire thing, but I think it's actually going to start in Maine where you're going to see people starting to offer like serious discounts at farmer's markets and stuff like that, where they're going to try to get their, their enclosed food systems denominated in Monero. Um, and I think the only reason it's not going to be Alaska is because nobody wants to let go of their Monero. It's like way too huddle up here but I think in places like that. And then another thing that I think you're going to see is uh, you're going to have the same way that foreigners from like China are going to get their wealth out in Monero. I think you're going to see that happening in the United States. I think as California and New York get more aggressive in trying to claw back their tax revenue from like expats, I think that you're going to see people in New York, California, Washington, um, they're going to start to like basically hide their wealth in monero and then that's going to provide them a further incentive to buy and sell in monero to keep that hidden so you're going to see a a spike in people using things like coin cards with monero in order to hide their purchases from tax regimes in states that have that as a problem Mm -hmm. but i think it's going to be hard to spot until the volume gets so high that serious white paper research is done into figuring out where the money went. So even though it'll happen in 2024, I think you won't find out about it until like 2026, but people in the Monero community will be wise to it ahead of time because we'll see our transaction volumes um, ballooning in the form of a bunch of small sales um, from places like coin cards or other ideas. Hopefully XMR Bazaar will be popular enough where people will um, will see that happen. And I also think there's going to be a lot of uh, money.
3: Is
1: Elizabeth Warren will mention XMRBazaar.com by name. <laughs> uh-uh.
3: I, One I can't p- remember. Will she, right?
1: will she mention Monero
6: by name this year? What, what, what do you guys think?
1: Or, or who do you think will be some of the bigger names that maybe mention Monero in 2024? I
6: think these people are scripted to not say XMR. I think that they're literally being pushed not to name names of working cryptos. Um, and I think that Smart. the evidence for that is pretty strong at this point, that they literally, like, avoid it like the plague to actually say Monero or XMR. They're being yeah. told not to use
7: them. Uh, I what can't are we supposed was. to do
2: when uh, we've got two that are the exact same amount? <laughs>
7: uh, we we'll the prize. Divide the pot between them. Yeah. 420. Hey, Alaskanon.
6: Two the
3: pot.
1: That would be amazing if if Monero's high price was 420 again. Wasn't that, like, the high price... Like a couple of years ago, it like it was four twenty exactly.
2: Hey,
8: Alaska, on. Twenty.
6: I'm listening. Go ahead.
8: Oh, <clears throat> have you ever heard of a project called Cell Four One One?
7: C-E-L-L L Four One One.
6: It rings a bell, but I can't remember what it does.
7: Yes, uh, Captain Captain Kickass from um, Free Talk Live. Yep.
8: Yeah.
6: Yeah. So. Uh,
7: the other person, but yeah. Uh,
8: Mister Nobody. Yeah, Mister Nobody is. uh, Yeah, Mister Nobody's developing that. I'm in one one of the Matrix channels. I've donated some money towards it. But you were talking about funding uh, open source projects. It's not Monero related specifically, but it is Freedom Cell related. Uh, It's basically an app where you can uh, crowds like call up your homies if you have a roadside accident. Like, oh, my car broke down. I'm on the side of the highway, or start hit hit the emergency alert button, and it'll start recording in case there's someone following you. So it's basically a way to call people in your neighborhood rather than cops so it's handy in places yeah, it's
6: basically cop watch the cop watch app but for emergencies I remember it.
8: yeah um, is there a way can I can I reach out to you about uh, potentially ways to fund that like you were saying on the previous show
3: hmm.
1: oh
6: we lost your sound Alaska. Oh, I'm sorry about that I'm kind of a like an ignoramus when it comes to remembering my mute function um, I'll uh, I'll so post the link in All the private
1: chat. Time step win if equal. That's that's actually a good idea.
3: <laughs> um, as as drunk drunk I guy think that mentioned. They
6: split the pot if they're within a certain deadline. I think if they have the same guess, they should just split the pot as long as they're like. You have to put your guess in by the end of January or something.
1: Guess will be New Year's Eve, New York, New York time.
2: Wait, I'll post so, the the private but, view key in the comments. Ball, the ball, you guys the ball to, the balls in New York. Watch them come in yourself There you. go.
7: What'd you do? It's
2: a private view key so people can watch the wallet themselves.
7: Oh, cool. I think think Drunk Dial Me had a good point about pulling all of his assets. I think it was Drunk Dial Me had a good point about pulling all of his assets out of the stock market and things that can be seized. Because I'm actually doing the exact same thing. I take like 20% of my paycheck every single month. And after I pay all of my bills and everything, like I have like 20% of my check left over. And I automatically just put it into Monero. Just put it in Monero. Put it in Monero. Put it in Monero. And I don't care what the price is or anything else. I just need to get it out of the dollar and put it to Monero. better than
6: a four hundred one k. Wait, would that be called D dollar cost averaging?
7: <laughs> yep, because I I want to get rid of the dollars as soon as possible. Like literally, I get my I get my monthly like my paycheck every month or whatever and then pay like immediately pay my bills and get rid of it. Like, so I have it for like mm, 24 hours, maybe. So
1: Yeah. My only real world concern is like Noto project. Um, so most people, well, everybody that purchased the Noto paid with Monero and we're just holding it in Monero. Uh, uh, not everybody. Not okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Wait, so, wait. Yes. Okay. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost everybody, almost everybody. I uh, went
6: through a lot of bullshit to not paying Monero. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I was like, look, I got people that need this Monero. I can't But pay- I gotta use dollars, bro. Like Yeah, I how did we either. end up
1: remember? I don't remember how we ended up doing that.
6: But Dude, yeah, I all wired. Right. I did a wire transfer. Yeah, you remember?
3: You're crazy. We need
6: yeah, to like right, ship like, a see, load of the, the, Monero to Alaska. Irony, irony. Alaska. I'm
1: using wire
3: transfers to see that's the
6: actually he's he's gotta get a point. Like I'm just saying, he's, like Alaska can't afford to lose Monero liquidity. Like I'm looking out for my people here. You know, what he's I'm got saying? a good like, point because like
7: if you're going to Monero, buy Monero it's
1: 2025 in Alaska. I think we, I think we all you, need to we need to go. We go. Dude, visit. If
6: people but are talking about getting to Argentina. Like you have no idea the nightmares that would have to happen to get to where I'm at. Right. Like <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. If you get here, I can put on the most epic fucking party you've ever seen in your life. Um, but like
8: Monero, 2025. Now that's you're just, talking.
6: I do
7: 2025. Yeah, right? you could hold it in like Anchorage or something. That could work. No, no, no. no? I mean, no.
1: I'd 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 put this high. I'd highly consider this for 2025.
6: We'll. we'll, we'll I'd, I'd, do 2025. I'd be willing to even like host it in 2025. I could get a whole bunch of companies in on it and everything. But the thing it's is, awesome. is the timing would have to be the exact opposite of what suggesting for Argentina. Because yeah, the, the thing is, you that they already do Alaska Monerocon already. in the summer in the Northern Hemisphere, right? So you should do Monerotopia during the summer in the Southern Hemisphere. That's kind of what I'm like recommending. Yeah, that's what we're
1: doing. That's currently what we're doing. And yeah, is- but,
6: the, but then the flip side of that is, like, let's say something happens with Monerocon. Well, then you could do like a Monerocon replacement in Alaska summer. But I'm also trying to point out that if you're an outsider, like in Alaska, we call it going outside Alaska. Um, if if somebody wants to come to the United States, it's a huge pain in the ass. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, there's all kinds of extra bullshit that you have to deal with to go to the United States. Um, so, for example, you couldn't have that awesome, you know, the Zano guy like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was one of the highlights of Monerotopia. That would be out there. Well, I mean, I could get him here. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> but something totally unrelated. Did you know that there's fishing charters that go to Ketchikan? Uh, <laughs> Completely
1: just, unrelated.
6: Yeah. Um, but Side but note. Yeah, just side note. If you ever wanted to go fishing when you come to Alaska, there's a lot of cool. And you, so can, wait, you wait, can look for uh, my keys. Where's Ketchikan? Where's Ketchikan? Uh, what's that?
1: What? Where does the fishing charter go? From where to
6: where? Well, it's, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, if, but here's you, the thing it about like if, my point. My, my point
1: with the nota thing was I re, I've been receiving all pretty much all payments in Monero except for one. Yeah. Um, and so two, we're
6: two two notes.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> and so you know it's a little to watch these. These I I've traditionally never never care. Right. I'm all Monero. It's been a little bit difficult at times with the businesses. Whenever we, you know, I, I use my my personal fiat usually to fund the businesses for fiat payments. So then that allows us to keep the Monero. But with the Noto, I don't want to get caught short because is it's there's some big expenses that are coming up with that, and, my, and the capital could get could potentially get cut in half. So it you you start to when you actually use Monero uh, in in a very real way, you make it. You know, you live off Monero and you 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 walk the walk. You don't talk to talk. You do realize that these things do potentially come an issue with the volatility of of, of a cryptocurrency, which is mm-hmm. so.
4: Is, you know, it's, is it's the different. primary problem that um, you're concerned about the volatility um, eating into like business profits or.
3: Um, my concern is, you know, is, to, you know I, I sell, or...
1: yeah, let's say I sell. You know, we sure. sold 40, 40 notos already. Let's say we sell fifty. Uh, there. They're 500 bucks. You're selling them for $500 each. Um, you know, if those funds get cut in half, it's going to be difficult for me to, to source the money to pay the supplier. Right. I haven't, we haven't made all those payments yet. So, so in that case, okay, so, you should do so something you might not,
4: like, a, a, so,
7: so like a short position, like protection.
4: Yeah. So that's, well, yeah. but just, just to be clear, just to be clear, I understand it's you, you might not have the fiat necessary to pay your suppliers and uh, your supply chain. Or you, you have the fiat to pay them, but you're just concerned about taking the price hit. Um, I, and, oh, I, ha, uh, I have, the I have,
1: I potentially could have the fiat, but it's a big personal risk. Cause like, you know, that's a lot of fiat and then I'm, I'm low on fiat. Right. So, um, okay. That's, that's the risk there. So it's like, it's a balance game, you know, it's like, it's basically yeah. how much, it's basically that, you know, do you want to go all, would you want to invest $50,000 in cash right now? and buy monero right that's really what what it's what it's coming down like that's effectively what the question is or do you want to stay in now,
4: cash um so as far as the corporation goes it's is it registered in new york like do you have access to for example kraken
1: no i don't have access to kraken yeah it's registered in new okay. york uh you know with ah, xmr okay. we'll have perhaps an avenue to Kraken that way when we do that um but right now yeah we're, we're cut off which is also, you know, we we talk. I talk about it every once in a while, but don't really talk about it enough. The fact that Monero has never, never been listed on a centralized exchange here in New York is just incredible when you think about it. The amount of people that have been cut off from Monero from day one, it's
4: tremendous. So, um, I think was it Drunk Dial was just talking about um, taking. So you could take a short position, and this is something that's like this is really what futures markets were invented for. Originally, it was farmers that wanted to make sure they locked in their price. Um and didn't get screwed over by fluctuations in commodities prices. So hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you're comfortable with the Monero price right now um, and you wanted to mitigate some of that risk, you could open a short position. Um, but the question is where, right? Like
3: you right, might not exactly. if
4: since since your company is in New York, you couldn't do it. Um the, the company couldn't do it, but hypothetically you could do it potentially. Um, I don't know if you have a residence somewhere else or if you have a way of accessing Kraken um but yeah i mean if you want to take a short position you're going to have to get onto a centralized exchange um the other thing that you can do um and you're going to pay a probably about 1 about 1% on either side of this trade hypothetically you could use Trocador uh dot app and just swap into stablecoins um right so you could just get some usdc and
3: probably to go with usdc is
1: that is that currently the cheapest way to go into a stablecoin right now what what is currently the the cheapest way was one that, of these instant.
4: I find that significant be able, amount of cash, like 50 grand. It. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean I, um, there might be cheaper ways, but I don't think that there's that much liquidity on the atomic swap market yet, like to get mm-hmm. in, because you'd have to swap from Monero into Ethereum and then Ethereum into a stable coin on Uniswap. So it's like, you know, and then you're going to pay the Ethereum fees to do all that. Really, like paying the 1% spread, it, it, it it's like half a percent to 1%, depending on um, who you go with. Trocador.app is cool because they um they show you like which exchanges um are good and bad. Like they give them an A B C D score in terms of like will they give mm-hmm. you your money back if you refuse to KYC? How often do they KYC? Stuff like that. Um, and mm-hmm. they have an onion list. So
7: but, that's how I do it. Yeah. Um is use coin I use Coinbase and buy USDC each month and then take the USDC over to Trocador and swap it from an arrow.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay yeah nice. i mean
1: I'm just, I'm just so accustomed to not moving out of monero so it's just like uh, like I've, I've, i'm embedded so i mean to be doug's living the monero life the truth is i'll just leave it there you know if if monero hits a low of 110 it's just a matter of time if i could hold out long enough to when it starts to go go back up and
4: you uh, know i mean I, I, really I really can that it, risk it does, easily it. by just doing twenty thousand, right like just do twenty thousand um into like if you're if your fiat obligation there is going to be around fifty k, then do like half of it, you know, or do do forty percent of it, and that way you're yeah, hedged yeah. at least a little bit. And,
6: and you know, one That's of the all things. things like, all <laughs> yeah, But it's it's not about all or nothing. It's, about, know, know. it's like not the about it. improvement of the liquidity too. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, so as an example, like if you wanted to keep it like super up and up, right? Um, like a, a company like mine could just have an agreement right? Where on this day and this day every month, right? Like let's say the 10th and the 20th of every month, a, a, like a $500 fiat check is going to be sent business to business, right? And whatever the the value of that check is when it arrives and is deposited, right? So the day that the check clears, like the, 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 the exchange value of that Monero on like a given location is just liquidated into a, a certain wallet or whatever, and you could just have a price agreement that's based on that for you know X period of time. Um, but you could do that with several different people who are interested in capitalizing Monero out of business, right? Um, and there's a lot of people who would be very interested in doing that, right? So, for example, um, a tobacco company could take fiat Fed notes and provide change in Monero, right? And if you're a tobacco company that sells, you know, a whole bunch of cartons of cigarettes and usually people come in, they pay with a hundred dollar bill, they get a carton of cigarettes, they get their change in Monero, right? They're providing a value added service. um, And in exchange, they're also fiat capitalizing another company, right? Like, and I don't think you understand, like... The reason the farmers are like we I buy farmer futures in Alaska right now for barley product, right? Those farmers will not survive without it. Like there's no fucking way. Because if they do it through a bank, they're paying 10% or, but if they do it through me, I I get the value of the trucking infrastructure, right? By bank guaranteeing a certain on. price, I I double my money because I, I truck all of that grain. So if the price goes up I made money on the grain side. If the price goes down, I made it on the trucking. So I'm hedged, and I pass that hedge along. You'd be doing the same thing. You're mm-hmm. you're hedging your business, guaranteeing a long-term profitability, but you also ride out the volatility. Exchange. You can create a value-added service for businesses halfway around the world. Right? Like I would. I, I'm no. I'm not even joking. I would help you do that. Like literally right now, I'll come up with five businesses right now that'll do five hundred dollars a. Month. In liquidity at a certain price agreement, if it falls between these ranges, and we'll do it for you know three months up to a total of ten thousand dollars or whatever,
7: hmm. I'll help you right another,
6: now. We'll keep it above board and everything.
7: Another thing to do is just simply sell at the averages. As I said, Monero does not seem to appear, uh, appear to deviate about but about twelve percent from the averages. So if you sell it like the two hundred day moving average, the then yes, right now technically people are going to pay more than. Five hundred for it. I just realized I didn't
6: say that when I was saying a price agreement. Yeah,
7: that's what that's
6: what I mean when I say price agreement. It's yeah, just you you make a deal amongst the two businesses that they're going to buy at a certain predictable number.
1: Okay, yeah, we could talk about that.
2: All right. So far, we've (laughs) got thirteen bets. Nice, thirteen bets, and we've got almost fifteen U.S. dollars of a pot.
1: For people just tuning in, we're, we're, we're taking bets on what the high will be for Monero in 2024. You can place your bet by simply sending a Monero transaction to this address that's, that's shown here to this QR code. Uh, Tux, you could also post it again in the chat. We'll post the actual, the number, um, and just send the, the amount that representing what you think the high for Monero will be starting with point zero zero. So if you think it's going to be $200, dollars point zero zero two.
6: Who was it that was of asking 420s, for a, now a contact? For Does anybody remember? Before I forget, because I have my matrix that I was going to give the guy, um, but now I can't even remember who asked me for my contact.
1: I don't know. Oh, from, wait, what? Last time? Last show?
6: No, like, what, 15 minutes ago. Somebody said oh, Is there?" A we were talking dog? about...
2: It was junk wasn't
6: it? Drunk dial. drunk dial. Oh yeah. I yeah, it was drunk dial. at
7: Alaskan on on Matrix will work.
1: Yeah, Drunk Dial, you could hit me up and I'll try to put you in touch
7: with what, them. What I was gonna say what uh what server because you've got to have the server as well. So it's at Alaskan. Yeah, right, just the right? regular okay. matrix.org one right now. Okay, you're matrix.org. Okay. Yeah.
1: Guys, like and share the show.
7: I'm gonna show this real quick because
2: um the person unknown unknown. Keeps mentioning it, uh, and it is cool. So I'm sure a lot of you saw this on Twitter, but there is a, a laptop vendor that takes Monero called Nova Custom. Oh, yes, yes,
1: yeah. I did see this. And
2: I've actually heard about them for – I've known about them for a little while. I had no idea they took Monero. Uh, I guess somebody found that out. But they offer laptops that come – uh, Pre installed with Windows or Linux. And a lot of their laptops are compatible with Coreboot or a Dash Arrow specific payload for Coreboot. And if you're like one of those people who wants something like that, and what Coreboot is, it's like open source firmware, right? So the firmware is much more open than you tip, tip, typically have on like a Dell or an HP. And if you want something like that, they sell laptops and they're a lot newer than like those old ThinkPads that people used to use, which you still can, but uh, they're hard to use for some stuff. These are really high-performance laptops. Is it Coreboot basically
7: yeah. open-source BIOS? Is what is Coreboot? Isn't Coreboot basically open-source BIOS? If I remember correctly, it's firmware. It's firmware. Good, the whole package.
2: Yeah, and then like CBIOS is like the BIOS payload, or um, Tiano Core is like a UEFI payload for Coreboot. Coreboot's like a, a firmware and a loader, and this comes with Coreboot in Dashero. Dashero is uh, like. Works as a BIOS and a UEFI, and it has a lot of security features. And it gets. Let's go down to the specs degree. on that. Let's see. This is just one random one I click down. This is one you can get for less than seven hundred bucks.
1: I I wish I knew this a week ago before Christmas. I just bought my daughter a laptop, but I think I could s- still return it.
2: Let's see. Let me uh, let me add it to cart if I can. I will 100. configure. Oh, uh, yep. Let's configure. We get this. This this one's a little bit old. This is eleventh gen. Let me see. Let me see if. I have a newer one. I'd love to. Uh... Oh, see, these two don't have core boot. These are the ones, though. though. These ones that have the core boot image on them. These ones support core boot. So let's take a look at this one.
1: So just, just dumb this down for me for a sec, Tux. Like these things are, are literally just as usable as, as any other laptop. Yes. Right?
3: Yeah. Basically
2: this... the same. And I mean, these laptops themselves are nothing special. Uh, these are actually, some of these are probably the exact same laptops that System 76 sells. Um, they come from a company, a Chinese company called Tongfang. So they're more like a a rebrander, but they're providing the additional firmware support. Like Nova Custom, they actually pay this German company to make the open source firmware. So they're going out of their way, paying this company to develop core boot firmware for these laptops. So they are providing... Just just to elaborate,
6: because I think what Doug is wondering is why bother, right? So here's the deal. Um, Computers work with a stack. Okay. So the lower on the stack you are, the more control you have over everything that's built on top of that stack. So the lowest part of the stack would be like control over the actual hardware, right? And everything is built on top of things that's built on top of things, right? So if you have root for your operating system, everything that's running on that operating system or using the software for that operating system, has been compromised by that root access. Well, the thing is, is firmware is below the operating. So it's the lower on the stack that you have vetted open source software that's highly secure, the, the more epic the hacker would have to be to compromise the entire machine. All right. Which is one of the reasons why graphene is so incredibly secure. It's because it's way down at the stack. You have highly vetted software, there she is. and then everything—either Bitcoin
2: standard. or Monero. That's it. Sweet. Now we're talking. And you know what people are probably going to
7: use? Yeah, I was, this is one I,
2: scenario where the Bitcoin fees actually isn't that.
7: <laughs> I was going to say they're going to pay a fifty-dollar Bitcoin fee for their. Somebody has to get
6: them to post their numbers for who's using what, right? Like, yep. we need to get some like. I guess that would be Doug, some like popular figure to be like, look, could you please publish how many people buy with Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll try to get them on the show. I'll try to yeah. get these guys on the show. They like, should be a sponsor. They should be one of our uh, sponsor, one of our segments here. On to- we
6: also have to get System76 because like the Monero community is very interested in open source hardware at every level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in so, fact, by the way, everybody that you've the NB41 series.
3: Now,
4: the the NV forty one series is cubes like it's one of the only laptops that's officially certified, Cube certified by cubes. Yeah, you're compatible. right. Compatible.
1: So
8: which so like, which would be? a good I one would actually for probably
4: me. recommend this. Oh, okay. sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead, buddy. I said go ahead.
4: i to say I'd probably recommend this over a purism. Like I have a purism laptop, but if I was gonna buy a new one, I'd probably get the Nova Custom NV forty one.
2: This cool. one right here, and you can get it with like the lowest specs, and that would be uh we, we we're doing that would be more a- than enough for your for whoever you're getting it for.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to get it for... I'm going to return the one I got for my daughter, and I'm going to, I'm going to get this. There you go.
2: Uh, it could come with Ubuntu or Linux Mint. It's Cube's OS certified. requires more memory, but you could do uh, Ubuntu or Linux Mint.
6: You know, you Doug, do. the other thing about... i uh, get her getting, Windows. ...getting, getting your stuff. daughter a laptop.
2: Uh-oh. If, I mean,
6: she's, not, uh, she's nine uh-oh.
1: years old. She,
2: uh-oh. uh-oh. You pay an right? extra 62 bucks. <laughs> what I
6: get her overall. <laughs> well,
2: anyways... Uh, <laughs> Doug, one
6: thing that I'd tell you about, like, when it comes to getting your daughter into computing, uh-huh. um, it, it, it can't be overstated. Find somebody who has somewhat of a teaching background and um, find some method of encouragement to get her to troubleshoot further customization. So one of the things that made more women computer literate than every, anything else ever was when MySpace kind of gave you an advantage for learning HTML. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife went from completely computer illiterate to like super computer savvy because of MySpace. My <laughs> wife is very young. We're talking about like 10 year old. So, um, And now she's like quite computer savvy, but um, it, it, women are usually very interested in the personalization aspect of a computer and getting it to do exactly what they want. Okay. And the earlier they learn to be it's it's very different than trying to like get a get a man to learn to use computers because you usually tackle it from the uh, engineering side of things. But women are much more interested in the uh, in the customization and flexibility that computers have to offer. And so, finding somebody with the teaching background that will kind of get the ball rolling on that will set her uh, will set her many many years ahead of her peers. Um, and there are a lot of people that will do that. So, in fact, um I, w- I would be willing to point to some people in the Linux community that have done that for my kids, or for Chloe, or for Demi or whatever.
1: Awesome, man, dude! I-, I love the way your mind works. <laughs> your takes, I love it. So it's always it's always something unique. Um, no, yeah, I'm but actually- if you want a, I'm a laptop
2: for Monero, Nova Custom, yeah, and the core boot something that people. uh like in the the privacy open source space, definitely value and yeah, Lescano's he 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 summed it up pretty well. It's like the low yeah, low level code that the hardware runs on, and it's nice for that to be open
1: Beautiful. I will let you guys know if I if I pull the trigger on that and get one.
2: Got a few more bets coming in.
1: Nice. Anything? Yeah, totally like, wait, go through there. the bets for a sec. Anybody? So everybody's going high, right? Is anybody going
6: low? Okay, did I see a 30? First one's
2: a 1, thousand, and then we've got 238. this one's mine 756, 625. Doug,
6: we're betting on the high of Monero. Why would yeah. somebody go low when you're betting on the high? We do have a 20? few low
2: ones. 310, well, right? 310, 250, getting lower, 333, another 420, 421, 220.
7: I guess the, oh, 185. Wow. Bearish. And yeah, I mean, what's yeah.
1: the price now, right? There, there's, there is a doomsday scenario. Monero. Gets. Yeah,
7: one eighty-five right is bearish. It's one
2: sixty-six. Yep. Yeah, it it's gonna it, it's gonna go above that at some point. It might not go all the why, way to a thousand, but it'll.
7: That's why I said two fifty because I figure that I figure that's a good uh, medium range. As I said though, my average bet is one seventy-five as an average.
2: We've got a twenty-dollar pot now, so it's going up a little bit.
7: No, we don't have we don't have a twenty dollar pot. We have a nice. uh, how Sorry, many monero twelve pot? monero pot. There you go. <laughs> you don't you don't quote you don't quote prices in dollars. What the fuck is wrong with you?
2: Unfortunately, that's <laughs> the uh, the the main reference of value that the world uses still. But oh, I appreciate goodness. your uh, your change of view. Point twelve monero pot, guys.
6: How many dollars do you think monero is going to be worth, David? Oh yeah. How many dollars do you think monero is going to be worth in twenty twenty four? Come five. on. Five? What? Oh, <laughs> I hope not, man. Don't do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you whoa, that hurts. Like, five, I thought you wanted five. to be paid in Monero, David. <laughs>
1: Maybe he meant five Bitcoin.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're going to be shy, then I'll get a camera. How much is Monero going to be worth in
4: dollars? Five. <laughs> five. <laughs> that hurts, man. Five
6: hundred. Five
4: thousand? You got you to gotta appreciate the confidence, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's you know he's he maybe he's right maybe he knows something. Kids these days. It's
2: gonna be with five gold bars.
1: Five
6: no,
2: no good Oh, five
6: gold bars. No. <laughs> no, no, not gold bars. I wish I hadn't turned it off because right after I turned the mic off, he was like, uh, when I asked him I how much in dollars, God. he's like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like he's saying what Shortwave was saying. You can't price it.
1: All right, guys, we're at uh, three hours.
3: Three it's been a hell hours. of a show today.
2: Wow. I did any, put that, I'll put it up again, but I put the private view key in the comments so you guys can open that on a wallet if you want to
7: watch. Yeah, make, make sure to add that to like the description of the YouTube video and the podcast uh, when the podcast comes out, the podcast description. Yes, that's okay. a good idea.
1: We'll say we'll stop taking bets on like New Year's, New Year's Eve, New York.
7: So any bets so
2: after New Year's Eve, New York time will be disqualified.
7: Any bets after that would just be donations to the pot. When is news? It's tomorrow night? Tomorrow, tomorrow night. A little, little over twenty-four hours.
1: Oh, it was a good year. It was a fun year. Twenty twenty-four is going to be highly entertaining, though. I'd, I'd be I'd be shocked if things calm down.
2: No, it's going to get crazier. Yeah,
1: yeah. Only ramping up. Any any last remarks? Anybody wants to put out there for twenty twenty-three before we close it out?
6: I have a suggestion early. for twenty twenty-three and. For those who are listening, I think the Monero community should like, we should find a way to vote and tally, but we should try to pick one or maybe two projects that we all as a community agree to focus a certain amount of time or money on every like for a project for like a one-year goal. Does that make sense? So maybe a one-year goal of, um, I mean, a big one for me would be open source hardware, right? I mean, there's, and I know that would be big in the community. Or another one is uh, like what you've done, Doug, like focus on adoption in one area, like Topia kind of inadvertently did. Um, I think it would be really cool to maybe have like a round table show where we all try to come together for a, like a targeted goal on an annual basis as a community.
1: That's cool. So like, give me an example. Like, so, and
6: we would do what though? We would. Let me turn David's computer on. It'll take two seconds.
1: Okay. Pluto and Aquarius will stay for the next 20 years.
6: So just like, uh, you know, if you're a company, you have a one, a three and a five year goal. Right. And some, and some countries have like a five, 10, 20 year goal or whatever. I think that the best platform for Monero to come up with like a, a timed horizon goal For Monero as a community, would be this platform, and then every January we should have like a round table discussion for uh, like a a time horizon goal. One year, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I love this kid. Uh, I just
2: about got to run, uh, but we do have two more people that just joined the stage. If you want to keep talking,
1: yeah, let's let them up. Let them up. You got to run, Tux.
2: Yep. But we got yeah. Danny and Comrade Blinn up here.
1: No worries, no worries. Can you, um, can you just leave like the QR code up?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Let me... I don't know if it'll go away with my screen lock. I will just... Uh... I mean, no worries if you can. Nothing. Okay, uh, so ahead, a
6: time yeah. horizon goal, though, in January, uh, yeah. like by the end of January, we should try to have a year goal until the next year goal in January. Um, it, Because if you think about one of the downsides of the open source software community, so you have like 10 million people doing 10 million things and it takes 10 million times as long as opposed to like focus groups of tackling one specific goal at a time and a lot of mental energy grabbing little pieces of that, right? And the thing is, is I've seen in the case of you, Doug, like one of your talents is to kind of like rally the troops and like hone in on a goal, Right. And then come up with ways to get a lot of people that probably wouldn't play nice together to work together pretty effectively. Um, And I think that there would be a a serious value to like this right here is our goal. So, for example, maybe it's like we're going to get one, you know, rust belt town in fucking Nebraska Mm -hmm. to have every every business accepts Monero or something like, I mean, that would be a terrible example, but like a yeah. really good example would oh, be focusing
1: like. Focusing on uh, Iberete and Formosa, right? It already has some, some traction there. Putting yeah. up. So maybe there.
6: like by Monero Topia on this day, like everybody in this town is going to have an active Monero. Like and specifically, it should probably be a cake wallet, right? Like everybody's mm-hmm. going to have a cake or a Monero.com wallet. Everybody's going to know how to use it and everybody will accept it, right? Like that's the goal. And without any coercion, without any like just straight up bribery, right? But just incentivize it through all kinds of various means. You try to you try to knock out like one project at a time. Um and you know, maybe we could start off small before we try to tackle the open source hardware thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I that is one thing that I would like to see happen with this com- this community this level of brain power that's available and not only that but this level of finance right like it's, uh, or maybe um, Let, let's like, do it
1: let's let's activate it we could uh, you know maybe maybe even next show cuz it'll be the beginning of the new year we could do something like we're doing right now actually with this wallet idea and use that for people to vote we could have like maybe come up with like five different options let people vote and then the top top voted project is one that we we focus on and then uh report progress a year from now i like it
6: and you know we could also like you have your one year goal and then maybe every like quarter you have a really simple goal Mm -hmm. like we're gonna take the monero pamphlet guys work we're gonna update it make it gorgeous or whatever and then we're going to translate it into all of these languages and then print them and hand them out. And the goal is to hand, like, we get 100 people to hand out 200 pamphlets in their home community in their native language, right? I think
1: focusing on, um, Iber- I mean, it doesn't have to be this, but I just keep thinking, like, focusing on Formosa, Iberete, mm-hmm. because there's already so much energy there. And then we're doing Copa Monero, so that's gonna mm-hmm. that's going to play into it. And just trying to grow Monero adoption, it could even be in the main city of Formosa, uh, which is, a, you know, it's an actual substantial city as opposed to like the village of mm-hmm. Um
6: I would even is- be willing to add, like, it would be interesting to see the data that comes out of it, too.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right.
6: Because there, there, could you imagine what kind of data could be gleaned from a community adopting somewhat of a parallel standard? And then seeing like if those businesses see a growth in their their gross revenue over here versus over here. Mm-hmm. If, the, if, the, if the value of the currency held up against the one that they were using or whatever. I mean, the, all of the data would just be amazing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Anybody else have any uh, thoughts for closing out 2023? Oh, we have the new people, right? I can't. They're, they're too small up here with the thing up. Who do we got? Who do we got up here on stage? Danny.
6: And blin. What's going on?
1: <laughs> What's going on, Danny?
9: Oh, not too much. Just getting ready to get ready to catch a pl- uh, flight later to Phoenix.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Four years?
9: Yeah, uh yeah, kind of and uh going to uh Quartzsite. There's a big RV convention there. Like I think a million people show up supposedly every year. So, we'll see what happens. Oh, that's but, badass. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to Anarchapolco and, you know, yes, your guys coming from uh, Argentina and, uh, and then I've got the Tuman guy coming back. Maybe we'll do a marketplace and uh, have some fun with
3: that.
1: Very cool. So, uh, yeah. Yes. So we should say uh, Alessandro is, is probably going to attend, right? He's, he's the kid from yeah. doing the whole Monero town thing. Yeah. in Touch with Danny. And so he's going to be a speaker. Yes. That's amazing. yeah That's amazing.
9: Yeah. And uh we've got, you know, Juan coming back from Tumen. So uh his idea is to, you know, set up a table and sell stuff mm-hmm. uh for Tumen. And we're we'll we should have the wallet ready for him and we're gonna give digital Tumen to the goers of Anarchopoco so that they can spend it. And uh we're working on a multi-coin wallet by forking Ycash. So I don't know if we can get Monero in that, but hopefully we can. Very cool.
3: When is, it, when is the Narco Uh
9: February eleventh uh, through the seventeenth. Mm,
1: I don't think we're gonna make it there. We uh-huh. got a fam- family thing going on. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Exciting that Alessandro will be there. That's yep. that's amazing.
6: Have body do it as a remote reporter guy.
3: He's <laughs> It'd be easier yeah for
6: him.
9: i'm looking yeah i'm still looking for one more we have um, arctic mine was was supposed to be in person but he has a court date and uh, he thought, he thought he was going to be able to be in person and they they told him no that he does have to be in court so um i have room for one more i'd like to get somebody from monero to to fill that spot for in person we're still gonna have uh francisco's uh you know, presentation as a virtual, mm-hmm. but, but that's not like a stage, you know, that's on a separate stage. So for main maybe stage, like, body um, what's that?
1: Maybe body will, will do. I know. I think he attended last year, but maybe he wants to present. I don't think he presented um, last
9: year. No, I had him present. Oh, nice. you did? Yeah. We had him on, uh, I had him on the, the talk. So every morning of the, of Anarchapulco, I do a one hour show. And I get, you know, I try to keep it crypto, but sometimes I have to do some of the other stuff and, you know, the yoga and all the other, like, I'm not into all that other crap. I'm just there for the crypto. I couldn't really get, I don't give a shit about, you know, all this Buddhist bullshit. Like, just just let me, let's keep it tech, but, you know. It's cool. it brings in other people, it, you know. It, it is cool for other people that's just not my thing.
1: Yeah, you know? <laughs> I went down there. It was fun. Anytime, the first time I went, it was it was a blast. Had a, we had a great time down there. Yeah, yeah. This
9: this it'll be a little bit smaller than last year, just uh, because of the damage from the hurricane. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and that was. I don't know. I think we've mentioned that before, but Monero was the biggest crypto that was sent to the hurricane relief. And Yeah, that is you know, amazing. We we were not able to get the uh, GoFundMe funds for over a week. I think it was almost ten days before we got any of the GoFundMe funds. So, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do what we did in you know in the important time of need without Monero because. I mean, we were literally using all the crypto for the, you know, mm-hmm. for the whole thing up to,
6: up to that point. So, that
1: was incredible to see that Monero just dwarfed like Bitcoin, even in terms of. Donations. Oh yeah, yeah.
6: Well, was like, it incredible though? I mean, we've been seeing that that that's been the case for like seven years now. Yeah. Well,
9: I, I mean, so. previously a, a lot of the other projects that I worked on before were. The, the donations were huge in Bitcoin, but you know, you could afford to send a send a transaction, man. Now it's like you have to mortgage your home just to send three dollars in Bitcoin. It's like what the fuck
6: <laughs> Yeah, but think about it in terms of as a percentage of users. Oh like, it's so unhappy community has always been the most generous. as far back yeah. as I can is the percentage of users and like the liquidity pool available even way back in the yeah. day. You well, know, there were so many Bitcoiners and so few Monero people, and yet the Monero donations have always well, that,
9: been. Well, I mean, Dash was Dash was pretty epic. Um, I, I did a lot of stuff with that that was sponsored by Dash for some of the stuff we did. I mean, I I literally built four homes in in Puebla with donations from Dash. So they're
6: you know they don't. Monero has a lot to learn from Dash. There's a yeah. lot of things that need to be replicated from that journey, the monero community but yeah, uh, I think you know dash,
9: dash's downfall, I think was the uh, the
6: c e o of their <laughs> dash core group, but their centralization was their Achilles heel,
9: yeah, yeah, but they've gotten rid of that guy, so you know the ryan taylor guy, so i'm I'm hopeful for them i hope I hope they at least come back a little bit <laughs> i mean. It's, it was a great community. I mean, a really good people there. So, and that—that's the number one thing. I mean, above all is the community. I mean, what—what what good is a crypto if it doesn't have a community?
4: I mean, I think one thing that hurt them a lot was the uh, the insta whether it was accidental or genuine or in the whole way. I'm, you know, I'm yeah. somewhat versed in what happened there, but it—that wasn't a good thing that happened, and uh, well, I think it turned was, a lot
3: of
9: people uh, off. You know. That that's true, but also Litecoin had the exact same thing. In fact, that's how it happened to Dash is because of the code that came from Litecoin. The you know, only yeah, Charlie Lee called called Litecoins either. in Litecoin it was called a fast mind instead of an insta But they were they were basically the same thing.
1: Anybody else Comrade. Are you still there? Is Comrade there?
10: I'm still here. I'm just on my laptop and well. Let's test out the microphone then. Microphone, sorry. Is it clear? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, we hear.
3: That's okay. Sounds nice. great. Yeah, yeah.
10: Um, Doug, could you speak uh, after the show about if I may come uh, to the dev reports again uh, as I have time? Yeah. And, and yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. We'll um, reach out to us or we'll reach out to you. Yeah, we can figure um,
10: something I messaged you on Telegram.
1: Okay, sweet.
6: I still remain convinced that you could up the viewership by having an extra show a week of regular time, you know, and the dev report would be like a perfect way to do that. But like,
1: yeah, I don't know if we have the bandwidth for it, but I'm open to anything. I'm open to anything. Uh, Maximum is asking, when is XMR Bazaar planned to be up and running? We're hoping Anarchio is like, is dead set on trying to finish it before the year ends. Um, and then you know we'll, we'll we'll be open for testing. So early January, figure.
10: Speaking of which, um, you told me some QR code uh, related thingy uh, when we last uh, spoke. What about that?
1: Oh, for gratuitous, yeah, we could talk about that. We could talk about that sure. offline. We'll try sure. to figure figure out if we can make that work. Yeah, anybody that's interested in XMO Brazar, you could jump into the chat on Element. I don't know if I have uh what's the easiest way to share a chat room from element? Anybody know?
10: Um doesn't it's a very forward button when you right click it. I got it, I got it. Sure. So okay.
1: It um anybody uh anybody else want to throw anything out before we close it out? Twenty twenty three. Comments. I just put the link to the chat for Bizarre for anybody that wants to be part of the early launch we can start testing it please jump in that room hey,
9: uh, and what is that can you uh, I mean, i'm late to the game here
1: uh xmr bazaar we've been working on it for almost a year now or i guess maybe six months mm-hmm. it's being built by anarchio it's going to be a peer-to-peer monero-based marketplace with multi-signature escrow built into it okay
9: so like uh open bazaar was or or
6: Haven as well. I give it like Monerozon.com. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> more like more like a Craigslist, but with Monero payment built into it and and uh trust essentially a trustless escrow. So people can use Monero to buy and sell goods and services directly peer to peer. It's not it's not decentralized and you know, we're we're gonna be running XMR Bazaar on our servers. It's not a dark market. Um, but it's a marketplace where anybody can come on there. You can create accounts anonymously, and you can right. sell your your goods and services. My my hope is it becomes a a place where consulting becomes popular, where people sell consulting services for Monero. Um, but you know, right. whatever it turns. Out.
9: And do yeah. you have a way of? Of keeping out the <laughs> illegal stuff.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's going to have to be curated to a degree. I mean, uh, the terms will be that you know if you have to use this in accordance with your local laws, right, and th- those of the people that you're engaging with. Yeah, peer to peer, after all, right? So there's so much yeah. like like the users are responsible. Obviously, the platform is responsible to a degree. If we see like egregious things that are clearly uh, illegal, well, illegal. right. Yeah, you
9: don't want to end up in a cell next to Ross.
1: No, 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 no. definitely not. <laughs> uh, but we think there's there's value there for yeah, yeah,
6: some of us might not mind being in a cell right next to Ross. Like that,
9: you know, uh, a uh, to our uh, of uh, the guy you know, the guy that uh he was accused of killing, you know, Curtis uh, G- Curtis Green, he's uh, he's joined our Dragon X crew over there <laughs>
3: and he's
9: got some he's got some pretty crazy stories about how all of that went down uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot of interesting stuff there <laughs> yeah he was the the guy with the tomato soup on his face
6: <laughs> for, for those of you who are listening though like, i just put and i i don't have like an actual stake necessarily in the project, but like the the early testing of XMR Bazaar is going to be very fundamental to the level of success that it can attain going forward. Um, testing is going to be incredibly important. And testing with some tech-savvy people and some not tech-savvy people is crucial because you need people who can suggest solutions, but you also need people that can idiot-proof the system.
9: So- I, I have a question. If, if in- I'll be, uh, I'll be-
1: The one of the latter, the, the idiot proofing people. And yeah, well, we, we need more of those people that, you know, are going to help improve the UX, right? I want this to be as usable as, as possible. Super simple, super easy for people to engage. Go ahead, Dan. I have a
9: question. Does anybody know anything about this XMR swaps on Samurai?
1: Yeah, we were talking about it a little bit, uh, Alaskanon. I don't know. Do Do you know the details? Is it just being used for? washing toxic change or are they actually like are people going to be able to sort of
6: the the xmr swap thing appears to be basically a supplement to like a whirlpool type of um and that really does appear to be the way that they're hoping to use it um but the other thing is is you know samurai wallet is an open source platform so it also kind of builds tools that other people can Mix and match how they want to use it, however they want to use it. Um, But the atomic swap thing, you know, has been around for a while now as far as BTC XMR. So there's nothing really pioneering about it that I can see. Um, But the reality is, is I I don't use Samurai Wallet because I don't use Bitcoin because the only crypto I use point and probably going forward forever is Monero. So <laughs>
1: what's exciting about Just it is it's a bridge to the Bitcoin privacy community who already most of them are already like okay with Monero, but maybe we'll pull more yeah. of them to the Monero world. Go ahead, Body.
4: Yeah, to add on to that, um, with the Samurai wallet, they've they said since day one that if you ever see us doing altcoins, you know we've been compromised. And they took a lot of crap when they started offering um uh XMR swaps. Um but the important thing i believe that they said is listen we're only handling the bitcoin side of it if you want to do the monero side of it you're going to need a monero wallet for that we don't we don't actually hold monero in our wallet so um i wouldn't expect that those guys are ever going to have like they're they're probably never going to integrate like a full xmr btc swap um implementation so which is why I always
1: give them shit, right? Because I, you know, like I, I just don't really. They come across as slightly hypocritical for me with in, in that regard. Because if they're if their goal is to, is to create digital cash, uh, why, why are they? And and they're even at the point where they like they need to use Monero for like, these purposes. Why don't they just take it a step further? Why are they cutting off their users from? accessing it when they should be providing a platform for them to access it as easily as possible if this is what they're they're out there fighting for in the first place
4: there's yeah, a I, think, uh, I, mean, I can understand that i think it's i think it's mostly about the fact that they're trying to stick to their word because you know they kind of painted themselves in a corner and I. it was during the whole um the fork wars and everything monero still wasn't all that well known and it wasn't really all that well proven at the time um, so they might not have even known about Monero when they made that statement. But, you know, they don't I can understand why as a product they don't want to suddenly go back on that, um, even if it's kind of like the right thing to do, because they're they're trying to keep their credibility intact.
9: Yeah, but they've also got they've also got mining pools that are going to exclude transactions from their wallet. Like, what kind of fucking bullshit is that?
4: Yeah, Samurai's is the ones being excluded. Ocean pool is the ones that uh, with the crazy, <laughs> crazy Luke Dash Jr. Um, yeah, and a few other guys, but yeah, there's a, samurai uh, transactions now. There's yeah.
6: a privacy. Uh, there's a privacy channel that you can find oh, on YouTube. If it's YouTube, uh Watchman Privacy. He has an internet. He has an interview with Samurai Wallet that's very very recent. Yeah, but I'm going to um, be
9: doing one. I'm going to be doing one with him soon as well. I've, I've been talking yeah. to him recently. Gabriel
6: so. Custodian, I think, is his name. Yeah, um, but he did a samurai wallet interview um, and what it, something dojo I can't um yeah. it was really recent so there's there but there's an analogy that he used which is if you think of bitcoin like a ship and there's all of these people on the ship and they're fighting amongst each other for steering the ship in a given direction right the analogy really works for what I perceive as what's going on the samurai right now which is they're trying really, really hard to steer Bitcoin in the original cypherpunk direction that it was meant to be going. And they're trying really hard to preserve that as long as can feasibly be done. And it actually reminds me a lot of the Seth the Seth for privacy ethos as well. Um, there are people like ourselves that are just, we just go to the thing that is effective and works, but there are other people that have a big heart for the masses, I guess you could say. Um, And keep in mind, there's all kinds of businesses that have been built on the backs of Bitcoin. There's all kinds of other technologies that are pioneered on Bitcoin. Um, You know, there's a lot of passion projects tied up into this shit. And Samurai Wallet is one of those passion projects. Um, And there are so many people who, you know, you, you could look at it as though they're fighting for what they believe in until they know they can't fight anymore. Or you could look at it as sunken cost fallacy like I do. But I at least respect the fact that they are are sticking to their guns and trying to make it work. Um, but on the flip side, I do believe it is a sunken cost. Fa- I think that... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's...
4: Go ahead. There's a lot to be said um, for the fact that, like, if you want to try... And pull some of the hard, like some of the hardcore maximalists and sort of shake them from being a little bit too hardcore and open them up. You kind of have to meet them halfway. And like you said, Seth seems to be trying to do that. Samurai seems to be trying to do that. Um, One thing Larkin Rose said that I really appreciated is like, he says, well, you know, you you need to be nicer when you talk to people. Oh, you need to bash them over the head. It's like, well, everyone's going to respond to something a little bit differently. And the most important thing is to be congruent to your own personality and to spread good ideas um in the way that's most comfortable to you. And also, you know, I mean, while well, trying to be socially savvy about it, but it does make a lot of sense to have some people, you know, that are more on the hardcore Monero side and really like calling out the hypocrisy. But but we do need guys like Seth and we do need guys like Samurai that are trying to meet um other people halfway to to, to create better outcomes. Agreed. Agreed.
1: All right guys. I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh we're over we're at like three and a half, three point five now it is the end
7: of
6: the year show. So, I mean,
1: it's the year. we fit a lot in today. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think we're not getting a live feed on on these donations here, but I don't know if more came in or not donations bets. Didn't um, he post
6: the view key somewhere? I think he did. Yeah,
1: he did. He posted the view key. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll be back a year from now to award the winner, the best guest for the Monero top price in 2024. It shall be interesting no matter what it is. And guys, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Happy New Year, everyone. I think it was great 2023. Looking forward to 2024. And cheers to everybody that's uh, been helping us and everybody that participates. We do these shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and we'll keep doing that in 2024. And have a good New Year. Cheers, guys. Happy New Year, guys. Cheers. Happy
5: New Year. Cheers, everybody.
1: Cheers.
0: Happy
3: New Year. Cheers. cheers.
0: Thank you for joining us on this week's Mineratopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Minerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.